Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver, tire, and service deals today. Dobbs, with 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. NinjaBling.com, the online home of Moritz Royce Jewelry, the exclusive jeweler of the Riz Show. Check out their huge collection, including one-of-a-kind pieces from the Simon G Collection. Or they can make you your own, custom-built piece just for you. And because they have an upstairs location, Moritz Royce can save you money over the street-level stores. Make an appointment. Head to NinjaBling.com to get the address and phone number. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Moritz Royce Jewelry, where you get the jewels and not the shit. The Rizzuto Show Podcast, powered by Dobbs, for the best price and value on quality tires at Expert Auto Service. Get into Dobbs today. All right, let's hit it. Listener discretion is advised. Rizzuto. Rizzuto. Hey, good morning, everybody! Oh. You almost forgot. No, I didn't. What do you mean I almost forgot? That was right on schedule. Yeah, all right. Calm down, all right? Calm down over there. Coming in hot. And here we are. I was going to say, what's happening? Jeff, hello. Hey. Yeah, Jeff's in the studio today. How about that? So weird. Yeah, Moon's out. Moon's out, Jeff's in. So crazy. So How's weird. it feel, buddy? It's really weird. Good to see you. Really weird. If you can move, yeah, a little farther. Uh, yeah, you got to sit like me. almost dead central there. I know this is no, kind of you, a... No, it's far, farther away from me. Would be. <laughs> okay. I'm Sorry, Jeff. Just lay. Great. Just sit far away from him. All right. That good. Okay. This yeah, is a privilege, not a right. Right. It's very strange. Uh, Scott. Good morning. Hey. Good morning. All uh, right. You're loud. You're welcome. <laughs> just making the necessary adjustments, huh? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. This is our sound check. Right now. Right now. Sound checking. Check one two. We just had load in. Uh huh. Having sound check. Load in was at. Uh, was at three thirty. Uh huh. The, uh, the parking lot in the back is uh, is closed, so we're all parked in front of the building today, and we get to see we get to see when the other morning shows come in. Rolling in. Yep. Early bird gets the worm, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I always say. Yeah. I mean, we're here first by Wor- far. Worms are gone. We got yeah, them. The all. worms are all gone. Yeah, I'm. I'm so we so, gobble them up. I'm full. It usually it usually goes like this: Jeff shortly after Jeff, Riz shortly mm-hmm. after Riz, me, and I. When I get here, there is the first 
person from another morning mm. show that's getting here. We usually walk in together or at least, you know, right by each other. Yeah. It's amazing. I think they're not here yet, the other morning shows, because they're at the post office mailing it in. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Burn. Zing. That's it. Zing. Just mailing it in. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's nice uh, Nice to see the sun this morning Yeah, out there on Olive. Last night it was, it was 8.33, and I remember exactly because I looked at my phone and I went, damn, it still looks like it's mm. 3 p.m. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, but here we are. Yeah, I was out. I mean, I was out on the deck until nine. Probably really. Last night. It was beautiful. I went to bed last beautiful. night at eleven oh five. Oh my! Why do you guys gosh. stay up so late? I, I, I do it, not understand that. Riz, if I would go lay in the bed, I would literally lay. I do there. not understand See, that. You I'm have the, headaches, and I'm the exact opposite, Tony. If I go lay down, if I laid down at eight forty five, I would be out cold immediately. Then I'd be up at midnight. Hmm. Because I just don't sleep more than four or five hours. That's nuts. Wow. It sucks. I'm not proud. It's so of it. important. I'd like sleep. to change it. I get I get eight hours of sleep a day. It's just broken up into like two, almost three different. I was in bed at like eight o'clock last night, and it was lights out at eight thirty. And you were asleep until your alarm. Or I was asleep until Moon texted me at at almost nine, saying he was going to be out today. Man, and I said if you weren't sick, I would come over and kill you. That is that's true. two that days. Is. That's two days in a row that Moon is late texted. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, late. Yeah, he texted after nine o'clock the other day. It was nine thirty-five. Yeah, what? And, 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 and I did nonsense. Cool. And I don't I, even know what he texted. And I was still up. It, it was apparently a Facebook message that we had received. Uh, oh, and he right. and he sent that. And and I asked him the next morning. I said, "What is all that?" And he goes, uh, "That's important." I was like. I don't care if it was literally like you saying that the back of Riz's house is on fire. At 9.35, you wait until the next morning. Yeah. Because yeah. he That's texted important. that, and I didn't even read one letter on it, and immediately I went like this. I went, oh. Yeah, did you well, look I, at the time? Did you look yeah, at the time? Yeah, I just flew into a rage. and uh, <laughs> I looked at the timestamp, not for me, but for him. Yeah. Over there, I was as like, soon as oh, it came God. over, I went, oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the house could be on fire. That's important. After nine o'clock, I still think you'd be upset. Yeah, a little bit. Not something in the yard on fire. The actual house. Mm, the itself. actual house. Yeah. The actual house. Yeah. If your itself. mailbox, if your mailbox was on fire, <laughs> I'll don't take care me. of it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the graduations up at uh, Powerplex have been going very well. The curbside graduations, mm-hmm. the drive-up graduations. Uh, Jeff's daughter, over at Eureka, Eureka. Did the graduation up there? You said it was right. terrific. It was great, and I can I would go on record saying if I had kids that would graduate the next four or five years in a row, I would want to like do that's it the that way to way. do it. That is the way to do it. That's the way to it do turns it. Turns into a tailgate. Nothing but I mean, just rave reviews. Mm-hmm. Memorable, even absolutely. Hey, listen, every other graduation's either on the football field or in the auditorium, and eh, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, it's very buttoned up. This is shorts and flip flops, and they have a chair out and bring well, even, some sandwiches. You know, listen, I get tradition, sure, but I, I I really can't tell you much about my graduation. I'm sure your daughter and and her classmates will remember for sure that graduation at Powerplex forever. Yeah, almost every, every detail of it because it was so unique, so different. Most of the tradition was held from the front of the crowd forward. In other words, everything that the graduates did was pretty much tradition. Mm-hmm. The only non-tradition was the crowd. Now, maybe if it was done on the football field and this happened, it would be as memorable. 
There was a high school in South Carolina. They held their graduation ceremony outside on their football field. But somebody forgot to turn the sprinklers off. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and they're looking for a new And super. this is what happened. And two, they're usually together. So far, boring. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm one second into it, whatever speech it is. Boring. Forgettable. Half the crowd's in a coma. Right. And two, they're usually together. This accounts for the interesting similar... And there are the sprinklers. Now we got some action. (laughs) Now we got some action. Now, you may cover this in the story, but... Was it done on accident, or was it like some sort of great uh, point? Frank, yeah. uh, they're saying it was just somebody forgot to turn the sprinklers off. <laughs> I swear to goodness. <laughs> I swear to goodness. Oh, that's to goodness. really is South Carolina, huh? <laughs> I swear to goodness. My lands. <laughs> my oh my lord. There, it's off. All right. Hey, y'all complain about the heat. We bring you water. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got it, baby. And the liar blessed us. Why do the school administrators, they talk at these things every single year, yet they still don't know how to talk into a microphone? It's, everybody's either really too close. Or so I wonder if she, if she yeah, picked right. back up. If she picked back up where she left off with that boring speech. You ask you ask for the heat and we bring you the water. Mm-hmm. Now back in science lab, uh, oh. Miss ah. Vocal had something See, to say. See, there you go. That, that's something memorable. You take that home, kids. Yeah. Sprinklers went off. Remember the year the sprinklers went off? Ah, yeah. What a hoot. What a hoot indeed. Oh, my lard. Oh, my goodness. Uh, let's see. What else do I got to play for you? Oh. Here is a uh, here's another one. Uh, uh, this kid's gonna gonna have quite a story to tell at parties. Sixteen year old kid from uh, Pennsylvania just set the Guinness World Record for biggest open mouth. Easy there, Jeff. <laughs> wow. I'm gonna shut my mic off. <laughs> Philip Angus from Boyertown, Pennsylvania. His mouth is three point seven five inches from top to bottom when he opens it all the way. Which is a lot, I guess. Uh, yeah, it sounds like it. Look it up. He, there's a there's a picture. What's of his him, name again? Philip Angus. His mouth is 3.75 inches from top to bottom when he opens his mouth all the way. He beat the previous record by a quarter of an inch. Uh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah, this is hilarious. This is disgusting. Now, hmm. the actual wording of the official record is. Mm, World's largest gape. Ooh. That's the at that's gonna be in those are under the same category. That's huh? gonna be in the record book. Like Philip Angus is in the books as having the world's largest gape. Yes. Hmm. I guess that's a resume builder. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Here he is talking about it. I'm 16 years old, and I hold the Guinness World Records title for the world's largest gape. Neither my mom or dad have a big mouth, so it's kind of like a very odd thing, but I'm happy to have it. He likes to put a lot of food in his mouth at one time, which I've Mm. constantly tried to remind him not to. Now I have the record. It feels great. I never have been the best at anything, really. 
but I'm now the best at this. Oh, well, congratulations. Mm. We're all good so at something, neat. right? Mm. We've all got our thing. Way to go, you. World's largest gape. There you go. Doesn't that uh, have other meanings? Yes, okay. there is, it does. I think so. Uh-huh. I'd have to do some research over the weekend. <laughs> if you could. In the middle of the night. Uh, here's another uh, example of uh, what goes around comes around. It starts with an Amazon driver. So an Amazon delivery driver in his truck getting yelled at by an old guy who's threatening to shoot out his tires for trespassing on his property. And then out of nowhere... Another old man walks up and starts yelling at the first old man for trespassing on his private property. So there's just a lot of trespassing, a lot of, a lot well, a lot of, of old men, a lot of men, a lot of old men yelling at each other. Finally, an old lady comes over with a baseball bat, and she ends up giving the driver directions on how to get out there. Uh, get out of it. Listen to this. If you come back there again and trespass on my property, okay. I'm going to shoot your tires out and have you arrested All for right. trespassing. My GPS isn't working, so I'm not able to find out where I'm going. Well, this guy just wants to just deliver the packages. That's it. You just tell me where uh, Lode Street is, please. That'd be great. <laughs> I'm just trying to find the street. That's, That's all it. I'm trying to do. That's it. That's it. it Lode Street? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not the best choice. Can you point me to Lode Street? Because... Uh, <laughs> I mean, could have been just any. This baby street. says Prime on it. It's uh-huh. got to go. It's got to get to Load Street get there. today. I don't. I Can we stop? <laughs> got to get this load off my truck. You ever give somebody the wrong directions on purpose? No. Oh, such a dick move, but I used to do it in high school, man. Well, I shouldn't say I used to. We did it a couple of times. I used to work at a gas station, and that was back in the day. That was the place where you were, hey, man, how do mm-hmm. I get to where and where? You know, because we were at Big Bend and Limburg and Kirkwood. So that was, you know, people would pull in there, get some gas, or they would just pull and say, hey, can you tell me where? And I would know exactly where it is, and I would mm. point him in an exact opposite wow. direction. I know. What a jerk. A man. What That's a probably jerk. why I got Crohn's. Is there a, a load street in <laughs> St. Louis? There's got to be. Uh, I don't know. What? I typed in Lodes, St. Louis, Load Street. How about Load Street, St. Louis, Missouri? Ah, uh-huh. there's got to be. Yeah. It doesn't say anything. Wow. Whoa. So it's so it's available. Mm. The name yes, is it available. is. Yes, it is. There is Load Drive, Athens, Tennessee. Oh, Load Drive. Yes. Yeah. I know Load Street, St. Totally Louis. Totally different. Yeah, if you type in Load Street, uh, Load Street near St. Louis, Missouri. No, nope. it just she it just keeps. It took, it took me to Street. the loading dock at Bush, Bush Stadium. Stadium. Yeah, that's what it keeps doing here. Yeah, so there is no there's no Load Street. No Load Street. You come back there again and trespass on my property. Okay, I'm going to shoot your tires out and have you arrested for right. trespassing. My GPS isn't working, so I'm not able to find out where I'm going. Well, so if you just- way to remain calm, by the way. Mm-hmm. Remain calm. Yeah, he's just like, hey, I'm just trying to find this place, man. You gotta. You know, maybe if you if you flash back like 20 years and this happened to a delivery driver, it would be different. Yeah. Because now everybody's filming. I mean, mm-hmm. you start yelling and screaming and carrying on. It's on the internet. Next thing you know, you're canceled. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost positive, and I'd have to get the exact canceled. details. But... Uh, 
My sister, when she was in high school, maybe just in college. Lived on Lodge Street? No, she didn't. Uh, her and her friends, they went to turn around in somebody's backyard. And when they went to turn around, I found a tire or something, and a guy came out with a knife. Whoa. That's not how you get a tire off a car. No. Yeah, no. Just wandering around trying to find where I need to deliver this package. You don't need to threaten me with gun violence. There, it's not threatening you. I'm it is threatening me. Tires out, so you okay. can call it whatever you want. It's my property. Does, yes. Is the other guy me with gun violence? Does that sound? What? Does that sound like three sixty six? I'm trying. Are you? Uh, go. I'm going. Go. I work, get down. Like Guys, can you just back off so I can get out of here? Okay. On the same road. Are you? Are you? Yeah, right down here. Okay. Awesome. Wow. So wait. So so. The two guys that were yelling didn't live together. They were neighbors. Yeah. And the one guy was yelling at the other guy for then being on his property. Yeah. And this then a woman ridiculous. comes out with a baseball bat to give directions. We need to get yeah. the malls back open for these old people uh-huh. so they can was, walk around We need somewhere. to burn off that steam. <laughs> yeah, the amount of free time they have to notice if someone's stepping on a property is uh-huh. pretty impressive. Because yeah. it looks like they're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Wow. Get off my property. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think he saw him on his ring doorbell <laughs> camera. Yeah, we need to get these old people out and doing stuff again. Uh-huh. See, yeah, I think. See what's all, happening? What's all, they open? They're open, right? I, think I don't know where they are. Yeah. Maybe the malls are not open in that area. Oh, this is Battleground, Washington. Oh, that explains yeah, that the shirt. Yeah. Battleground, Washington, which you know, I guess the uh, the pandemic or the U.S. part of it kind of began in Washington. I'm thinking things have been shut down for a really long time there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we need to get those malls back open because those seniors need to start walking. Yep. That's... Burn off some of that energy. <clears throat> yeah, the West <laughs> County Mall's open. I, we need to let them know. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are they allowing the uh, the mall walking? I, I don't know. That's a great question. Health and well-being, so yeah, exercise. We are taking the following measures in our shopping centers, all up in the guidelines. Doesn't say anything about mall walking. Hmm. Dude, my sister just texted me. Said we had a battery that was dying. The guy ran out with a knife, held it to the neck of one of the guys that I was with. He got free, and then the guy slashed all four of the tires on the car. Yeah, I'll show you. Just because they pulled in because their car their car was literally breaking down. And now they can't leave because you've popped their tires. Yeah. Yep. I remember, like, she, like I remember hey, the whole thing. Here. Boom, 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 boom. Th- them, having to, them having to go to court over the whole thing and everything. Like, that was my, that was my, my, my father, too. Remember I told the story? There was an RV that was parked on the block. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it was in a bad spot. And he was right. He'd complain all the time. Ah, this damn RV. You, when you make the right turn, you can't see around the RV. So he flattened the tires. Now it can't go anywhere. That makes sense. Yeah. Didn't make sense. But he I lowered it, so you can see over. I believe not even not even popped the tires, pulled the stems out. Oh, jeez. Well, he was thorough, your father. Yeah. <laughs> and we're gonna, hey, son, if you're gonna do it, you're gonna do it right. That's right. You get all four stems. We too. don't yeah, we don't half ass things here, son. <laughs> it's all or nothing. We're gonna pull the damn stems out. Um I read an interesting article. It was yesterday morning about uh, about kids during the pandemic really being sneaky when it comes to getting onto the Internet when they shouldn't be or when they're not supposed to be. Social isolation, quarantines, free time, making kids resort to sneaky Internet behavior. And this is from the, uh, the Wall Street Journal. Like one mom found out that her 14-year-old was uh, using her old iPhone, made a new Apple ID, 
and had like unrestricted access to Snapchat and apps like that. She said there were hundreds of kids communicating at two in the morning and saying really inappropriate stuff. Mm. And the kid said, you know what? I'm lonely. I'm lonely. One mom's eight-year-old daughter realized that by signing on as a guest, she could bypass the parental controls on the family Chromebook. Eight years old. Trying to be sneaky. And experts say that parents need to explore apps with kids and look for ways to give them a bit of a bit of what they want. Like one said, we need to be conscious of what they're doing online and help them learn to use technology efficiently, but not police them, which they will naturally rebel against. It's, I mean, you're talking eight and ten and twelve year olds. You you treat them like they're. A little bit older, like they're 18, 19, 16, 17, 18, 19, or whatever, and not not refuse to believe they're going to do things. You know what I mean? Like when it comes to sex and drinking and stuff like that, you got to realize, okay, they're going to do it, so let's talk about it and let's make them aware of all the pitfalls. Same thing with this. They're going to get on the Internet, so do it with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but and the, the point of this is even if you think you have everything locked down, the kids find a way. Yeah. Amazing. I know all the tricks. They can't get anything by on me. Uh, what was uh, probably 10 yeah. years ago, Tony, what was some of the messaging apps that kids would use? Um, well, AOL Instant Messenger. There was... Like I, my kids would have used. There was uh, like... It was like a... Kickster? Kick, kick, kicker? Kick, kicker? Kicked? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah, yeah that was a big kicked. one. There was a, there was a handful of them where we're like, look, you're not going to start texting yet. This phone is just in case we need you or you need us, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And then you find out that their friends have these uh-huh. kick and all these other things. And you go look at their phone and they have it too. Yeah. They're going to do it, man. Do it with them. Well, that's what they say. Like, don't be the police. Kind of talk about ways to explore the internet. Kind of help them out with things. Yeah. And don't make it weird because then they rebel against it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't be the police because they rebel against it. But I'm telling you, man, I am fearful when it comes to my kids and being addicted to the Internet. I'm, I'm fearful. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that I got to force these kids sometimes to go outside is just. Listen, I get it. I want to play. I wanted to play video games, too. Right. When I was a kid. But I thought I had a pretty healthy balance. Just fast forward three years where your son is going to be 14. Yeah. And three more years of what he's doing with whatever device he has, he's going to be even more addicted. He's going to be even more into it. And he's going to be even more, what do you mean you're taking this away? Well, case in point. All right, kids, let's go outside and, uh, you know, let's play with the dog. Let's throw the frisbee around. Ah, all right, what are you doing? You're, uh, you're, you're, on, you're on your iPad. What are you watching? Nothing. Right. Nothing. YouTube videos of people doing stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what they're, that's what they're watching. I'm playing Sims. I'm walking my dog on Sims right now. YouTube yeah. videos of people doing things. Yeah. Where we could be doing things in reality. Yeah. That's why that's why I've started to and and I know I'm I'm a lot of people go, I can't believe that your three and your five year old already have tablets and already use them. But I mean, listen, that's that's where we are now. And now I've started to limit their use. Like yesterday, they came home. And when I, when I picked them up from my folks' house, we were sitting at the house, and immediately when we they both go, can we watch our tablets? And I said, no. I said, it's nice out. It was a little chilly, but I said, it's nice out. Let's go outside for a little bit. We'll play for a little bit. After that, 
We'll go upstairs, and and I just got these this like video game thing where it's like a whole bunch of old school mm, video games, yeah. and they got Sesame Street and all that stuff, and like educational games. I said you could play that for a little bit, and then before we go over to mom's, we'll watch our tablets for about a half hour. And they were both like, "Okay, cool," yeah. and they were great with it. Now there's other days where it is if I say no to that tablet, it is World oh, War Three in our it's house. Temper tantrum uh, central. Now you know my kids are at the age where I got to start checking. Checking browser history. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, oh, yeah. I had somebody I'm very close to ask me, uh, they go, hey, uh, do you know what a pog is? <laughs> and I said, yeah, like the little games that you play. And they go, no, 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 pog. P-A-W-G. And I said, no. And they asked this teen boy to explain what that was to me. And what and is apparently it? apparently pog stands for fat ass white girl. Hmm. And the only reason that this other person knew was because that was on their browser history. Ah. Oh, boy. Oh, no. I got to start brushing up on that stuff. Oh, and they spelled fat wrong. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm at, I'm, my kids are at the age. Yeah. I got to start. I got, I, I, I'm checking browser histories. The be- whole different set of problems. Hell yeah, especially gonna, for was, the boy. Yeah. I was going to say the best. The boy's going to be that age. Uh-huh. I was going to say the best. And it's not the best, but I just remember. My first dive into the search history, because I mean, th- this I, I was in like the beauty age of the internet, where like the internet was literally used for chatting and looking up dirty things. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was the yeah, infancy of it. That's still now. Right? Well, yeah, yeah, but now you could buy like uh, stuff off Amazon oh. before you could even do that. <laughs> Good point. So like I remember the first thing I typed in, I was, and this is God's honest truth. The first thing I ever typed in into Google into images was naked boobs. Like the words "naked boobs," but and I hit enter, and it popped up, and I went, oh, "Oh my god, this is wonderful!" <laughs> I think I you haven't left your house. That's since. a great point. What's the first stuff that you put into to Google or whatever that you would kind of be ashamed of right now? I don't know. I have no idea. Of, but I think the first. I, I feel th- no shame with, with me. Yeah, same here. But I think with me, Tony, it was when I first started with the internet, and we first had the internet in my first house, and all that stuff. It was still dial up. And yeah, I immediately went to, I think it was Celebrity Nudes. I think that's mm. kind of where I was. And I just remember how, you remember how the, the picture would load so oh, slowly yeah. and slow like that. And you'd be like, oh, here comes a boob. I see the boob here. Oh, that's a shoulder. Never mind. You know, as it yeah. was being revealed. But I think I think my first handful of years, it was all celebrities. Yeah, I, don't, I, I, I can't remember huh. as far as, you know, Googling. Naughty things. Yeah. I, I also think one of the first things I Googled, yep, yep, I remember this. I typed in, now I, this name probably won't even, Amy Jo Johnson. Yo, uh, Power Ranger. The pink Power Ranger. Do you, okay. you know the reason was, why I know that? That's the Power Ranger that has been seen naked. That's no, how I know that. Well, that's Maybe that would fall under a category of creepy. And yeah. I remember that was one of the first things I searched too, was Amy Jo Johnson nude. Oh, I also remember when, when I found out that- What if was, you guys both had one of the same first Google searches? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, there's nude females on the internet. And I just I started typing in women that I knew. Like like looking their, for nudes. Like, like their picture was gonna be on the internet or something. Mother like Teresa. Once, once the internet started just, you know Yeah, like Susie from work. Yeah, what once they started accepting pictures on the internet, you right. figured they just suck in all the nudes yeah. from from <laughs> from reality. I thought it was that magical, but it wasn't. Like it's like like a nude picture vacuum. That's uh-huh. what the internet is. Yeah. You put one in there, then every every nude picture in existence just uh-huh. sucked right into your computer. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, that'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah, all the Polaroids get uh, get scanned and put up onto the internet. <laughs> Somebody should be tasked with that. But listen, now there's, you know, there's software to monitor what the kids are doing. 
which I'm sure if I put software onto all the iPads, that the kids would find a way around that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They're clever. Yep. There was, I'm, there was I'm an slowly app. realizing. There was an app that I had on uh, on their old tablets that had a uh, a program where not only I could control it, that basically would like lock it. I mean, it would lock to the point where it would it would literally say like "Good night, Gabby," and it would lock the tablet, and they could not use it. Uh, there was also a feature on there where I can open it up, and it would live stream what they're doing. Mm. And I remember one time I opened it up and and my daughter was in the garage with her tablet sitting out there and just taking pictures of herself. And I'm like, what the hell? Where the hell are we right now? I know know with my son who who just turned 11, you know, he's getting to that age. And I know he's starting to understand a lot of these. A lot of these things. For example, you know, I would say something off color at home Mm -hmm. and uh, I could see I could see him kind of slyly smiling. Telling me, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Dad. Like you know what I'm talking about, huh? I know what you mean when you say McGuffey's dad. Yeah, <laughs> I know it. Huh? Yeah, and with the availability of all that, you know, of all that smut mm-hmm. on the internet, yeah, these are difficult times. And I mean, just think of it—just a key word that he might have put in might take him somewhere too. Yeah, you know, just like that. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Wrong. Uh, wrong keystroke. And uh, yeah. Yeah, somewhere else. But I thought this was funny. New Zealand, like, so how do you how do you talk to your kids about online porn? Well, the country of New Zealand launched a campaign on how to talk to your kids about it. And judging by the, this ad, I don't know if you saw this. They're kind of using humor to make the point, and it starts with a with a with a man and a woman pretending to be two naked porn stars ringing the family's doorbell. And a woman answers, and they and they drop the news that her son watches their videos on several different devices, and then they explain how their how their performances are not meant for children, and kids could get the wrong message about how relationships work. And that's when the shocked young boy walks into the hallway and sees the two porn stars, <laughs> and the mom tells him it's time to have a talk about the differences between what he sees online and how real life relationships work. It's funny. Hi, yeah. I'm Sue. This is Derek. We're here because your son just looked us up online. Matt, darling, there's some people here to see you. So he watches you online? Yeah, you know, on his laptop. iPad, PlayStation, mm. TV projector. Yeah, anyway, we usually perform for adults, but your son's just a kid. He might not know how relationships actually work. We don't even talk about consent, do we? Now we just get straight to it. Yeah, and I'd never act like that in real life. Yeah. Hey, Maddie. You are right. <laughs> kid dropping what he's doing. <laughs> Okay, Sandra, stay calm. You know what to do here. All right, Maddie. It sounds like it's time to have a talk about the difference between what you see online and real-life relationships. No judgment. Many young Kiwis are using porn to learn about sex. Keep it real online. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Got to have that talk. Yeah, I've heard a thing. If it's eight, it's too late because your kids have already seen it. If it's eight, it's too late? Yeah. Because they're saying five-year-olds now are getting addicted to pornography at five. Five? Yes. Addicted or seeing it? Well, yeah, they've already seen it. So by, well, no, five-year-olds, yeah, there's certainly, there's actually addicts at five now that are treating. Pornography addicts? Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. And then uh, eight, though, they say that your kid already knows and has seen. Eight is too late? Yeah. 
By eight, they've already seen it. Well, then I guess I don't need to have the awkward talk then. Okay. I guess I'm done here. Show them the New Zealand ad. You'll be fine. Done all I can. Yep, that's it. Yep. Sorry, too late to have that talk. <laughs> I was going to have your Uncle Jeff come over to talk to you, but I guess. <laughs> I'm still scheduled to talk to your kids right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Saturday. Uh, all right, son. Uncle Jeff's going to come over to talk to you about the internet. <laughs> the do's and don'ts of the internet. Mm. And what reality and what... Yeah, your kids will have to start the computer. What online me, life is. After that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm frightened. I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm frightened. This you is, should this is be. scary times. Think of, I mean, just think of it as something dangerous. You know, think of it as, a, you wouldn't just let your 11-year-old son, uh, you're, you're, you're a gun guy. You wouldn't just give your... Yeah, so that's bring the point. I'm, I'm yeah. trying to teach, uh, you know, teach the kids about, uh, you know... Uh, Knife safety, mm. and you go through a lesson, and you tell them how to how to hold the knife, and you know when to take it out. And okay, I'm not gonna. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> what's happening right now? Things will get. Are you talking about knives or something else? Knives, His kids get older. Talk about knives. Get interesting. Hey, today's National Corn on the Cob Day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Some people call it. Uh, Corn stick. Uh, others go with uh, what your nickname in high school was, Sweet Pole. <laughs> hey, Sweet Pole. <laughs> that wasn't your nickname? No, it wasn't. Sweet Pole, huh? Somebody looked like me. Hey, sweet Pole, we cut you from the team. Have, have you ever heard anybody refer to corn on the cob as Sweet Pole? Never. Nope. <laughs> and if they did, I'd be upset. I don't look that up. I heard that somewhere. <laughs> Corn stick, or otherwise known as sweet pole. Mm. I'm gonna order it that way the next time. I can tell you that. Corn on the cob, known regularly as pole corn, corn stick, sweet pole, butter pop, or long maze. <laughs> Here it is. Where, where where do they refer to it as sweet pole? Because I want to move the there. The depths of hell. I, I have no idea. It sounds like something uh, down south. Mm -hmm. Corn. Boil it. Steam it. Roast it. Grill it. I don't like it. I'm not a corn on the cob guy. Really? I love yeah. it. What about if it's cut off of the corn or off the cob? Yeah, I like Sorry. popcorn. I like uh, corn chips. I just don't like corn on the cob. I had a uh, stepbrother growing up that uh, he loved corn on the cob, but you had to cut it, like slice it off of the cob. I him. will do that too. Mm. If I have no choice but that's the side dish, corn on the cob, okay. But you go for it. It's, it's very. In a bag or a can. Instead. Yeah. No. It's very rare to me that I have corn on the cob. And I think the fact that I don't eat it all that much is why I enjoy it. Because every once in a while, you know, I'll go to my folks and they'll be barbecuing or something. And all of a sudden you'll see the little foil, the little foil cylinders. Oh, yeah. You know exactly what it is. And you go, hot damn, is that corn on the cob? Yeah. Hot damn, is that some sweet pole? Yeah. And, and she, oh, yep, you sure is. up some sweet pole? You need to record Man. this, but next time you're over there, just call it sweet pole to your dad. The now, if, if I do have I, corn I, on I the cob, <laughs> the worst kind of corn on the cob is underdone corn yeah. on the cob. Oh, jeez, yeah. Geez, yeah. Absolutely. If it's underdone, Man. Yeah, corn on the cob though is just too much work. No, that's the beauty of it. Oh, I love it. No. There's two, there's two, there so there's there's 
two things about corn on the cob. Number one, just prepare to have it in your teeth. You're, it's going to happen. I don't like it. Yeah, You're going to get it in your teeth somehow in down between, the road. In between your and, teeth. And, and you're going to do one of the... Yeah. Oh, that's, for, that's another reason why. For 10 minutes, okay? Yeah. Number two, never, and this is just on the corn, this is just on corn here, never buy frozen corn. It never, ever turns out right. like a bag of frozen yep. corn? This started, yeah. this started... I agree. With, with the kid cuisines. Remember those kid cu- cuisines? Yeah, they would have yeah. the nuggets, and then it would have the weird, whatever the hell this is, pudding, and then it would have corn. And you could nuke that son of a bitch for 30 minutes, and everything else would be shriveled and burnt, but the corn would still have ice in it. No, you know what? It was the, uh, the I, I, we would buy the Hungry Man, the Hungry yeah. Man meals, the fried chicken, the fried chicken Hungry Man meals had- You were having those as kids? As kids, yeah. Damn. Those Hungry Man meals were like huge. Yeah. They're for I think hungry that's, men. I think that's what it was was called. Yeah. It was a fried chicken. <clears throat> it was a brownie. And it was a corn. Yeah, was that have, the, I, maybe that maybe that was not the mashed potatoes. Uh, uh, yeah, mashed, mashed potatoes potato too. With, with the gravy already yeah. there. Yeah. Sh- yeah. Show me on the screen. Yeah. Peel back that's the plastic. It. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I mean, as a kid, I mean. That's a pound. Yeah. I mean, as a kid, you know, 10, 11 years old, I don't know. When You know, when my parents were going out, that's and what, you And you know. would probably eat all of that chicken and then a few bites of all the other stuff, right? I, the mashed potatoes were good. Yeah. But you'd, you'd, you'd peel the plastic off all the stuff except for the corn. Yep. See, this is what I'm used to. Those right there. And oh, this yeah. corn was, I mean, it tasted like hot water. Mm. Same See, with the mac. I, and I don't know if you remember the, the hungry man, the hungry man, but you'd peel the plastic off, but you only kept it on the corn, and you pop some holes in it. Yeah, and then you put it in the oven. Now you keep the plastic on almost the whole time. Oh yeah, and then you then you peel back, stir, recover. Mm. What is that chocolate pudding in the middle? Yeah, that's that. That's the pudding that I don't know, like what consistency it is. You're like, wow, this is grainy, but yeah, also smooth. Was it hot pudding? Yeah, you huh. microwaved it. Oh yeah, you microwaved everything. You had the brownie baked in, like, it was like uh-huh. a fresh baked brownie. Yeah. Dang. Because it was almost like the brownie batter. And uh, I like, you know what, to be honest with you, I liked the corn in that. Because oh. it was like swimming in butter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like That's not butter. That wasn't butter, though. I don't know. It tasted like it. Yeah. Butter with three T's. It yeah. was swimming in, in butter corn juice. That's what I liked about the KFC corn on the cob back in the day because yes. it, it was just sitting in a pool of of milk liquid, and butter, whatever man. it was. Oh, it's so good. There's a there's there's a spot by my well, it was by my old house called Big Woody's Barbecue, and they have uh, deep fried corn on the cob. That's oh, always my that favorite. That's good. That's always my favorite because it's got like a almost like a almost like a crust on the outside and then it's oh man it's the best it's so good any of those barbecue gotta places be, if that I have corn, corn on the cob it's gotta be well done Yeah, and I, do, I gotta see I do burnt spots we do it on the grill we leave the husk on and all that kind of stuff yeah. peel it back put stuff in put the husk back on I guess you wet it first but do you do you put like um like uh you make it so it's like got almost burnt spot charred spots yes. on it yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's I gotta you gotta do it that way undercooked corn on the cob you, you yeah. break a tooth mm-hmm. when I see people cooking corn on the cob in like a pot of water what are you I doing? Go, get the hell out of here. <laughs> get the frozen the bag oven. of corn out. You get that sweet pole out of here. At least put it in the oven. You could do it in the yeah. oven, wrap the it in yeah. foil. I mean, the best is yeah. if you throw throwing it on the grill is, is oh, yeah, by yeah, far yeah, the yeah. best. I, I mean, if that's yeah. if that's the option. But you if you gotta, if you gotta if you gotta do it, put it in the oven at least. 
Have you ever had street corn? Where or corn? Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, that's the best. You no, know, street pole? Yes, yeah, street, street sweet pole. It's, it's, it's sweet street pole. Sorry, yes. Yeah, yeah street sweet pole. Sorry. Dude, it's like, so good. That's like where they, it's, most of the time it's in like the white styrofoam cup. Yeah, yeah. And then it has like and, mayonnaise or something on it. And oh, yeah. that's like Mexican, like Mexican, Mexican street corn. corn. Yeah, Mexican yeah. street corn. Dude, it is. Where they slather it in mayonnaise and put like, a, you know, cheese on it. Yeah, is that good? Yeah. When we were when we were in when I went to Dallas for WrestleMania a few years back, we had no idea where we were, and we just literally pulled up the phone and we're like, "Best places to eat that are nearby," and it was like, you know, you know, Jorge's Mexican, you know, fiesta. We're like, "All right, perfect." It had five stars, all that stuff. Click on it. Walking directions. It's a ten minute walk. We walked there, and it was a kiosk outside of a gas station <laughs> that was selling. Styrofoam cups of quote Mexican street corn, wow. and all the guys were like, "Hell no!" And I'm like, "Dude, there's got to be something about this. If there's eight people in line and it's got oh, all this it's, it's like it's like almost like the national dish it, of uh, of Mexico. It was fantastic. Yeah. You've never seen that, Jeff? They slather it with mayonnaise, like so they they grill the corn, slather it with mayonnaise, and then put cheese around it, like the Mexican mm. cajote cheese. Yeah, yeah. And uh, whatever kind delicious. of spices, whatever, and then you could. Oh, Jeff, look at this. You could. Uh, Holy cow! Yeah. yeah, put some lime on it. And they they usually the way that I mean you could get it like that, but ninety percent of the time, if you're getting it at a place, you're getting it in like a cup. Mm. Okay. They it, cut it off of the cob. That picture looks nice, you know, but the ones you want are the ones that look sloppy. Yeah, uh. straight like just right off the street. I remember we had the little, uh, you know, the, the holders, the corn of the cob holders. Oh, yeah. Two little prongs that uh -huh. looked like corn of the cob. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. And you have to get those. Yeah, yeah. You can't just get the normal handle <laughs> You can't ones. get the normal handle ones. You got to have the, you have the uh, corn of the cob holders that look like corn of the cob. All right, I got the corn of the cob. Oh, no, get the ones that look like little yeah, corn Yeah, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so happy uh, National Corn of the Cob Day. I don't know what you're going to do with that. I don't know. There's a couple of uh, Mexican places in Eureka. I'm seeing maybe, right maybe go to. Actually, there is a corn of the cob parade in Plainview, Minnesota. Hmm. That's what it usually looks like, Jeff. Oh, I've never had it already cut. That's great. Yeah, in a cup. Yeah, that's how. That's how a lot of them like. That's how you'll find it in like you know, like I said, that Dallas gas station that sold it, and it was phenomenal. Like it was so good. Maybe today's the day you uh, you share your pictures on social media. Hashtag National Corn on the Cob Day. Maybe you brush up on some uh, some corn trivia, huh? Whole little corn trivia contest at the house. Why don't you just listen to the band corn? Hmm. That's spelled differently. Oh. According to etiquette experts, by the way, uh, you should butter a couple rows at a time. And then eat moving side to side like a typewriter. My mom refuses to eat corn on the cob on the cob because we used to make fun of her. Because she like she isn't the person that could just go hum, 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 and be done with it. She had to go. Da, 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 That's da, how they da, da, say you should ching. do it. She's correct. Yeah. We made fun of her, so now she cuts it off. She, she's oh really? You shamed her. We shamed her. You shamed her, her not into not enjoying corn on the cob like she likes to. Yeah. Today and that's her, her fault. That's her fault. Yeah, listen, why don't you get your stop at the store, get your mom some sweet Paul? <laughs> no, never. Oh. <laughs> Would your dad be uh dad be upset about that? I <laughs> don't want to sweet Paul. Not looking at you. <laughs> nope. All right, let's chat at the Team Riz member of the day brought to you by Layla. Both locations now offering carry on and curbside delivery at Layla. Dooley Ryan's from Troy, Missouri is the Team Riz member of the day. 
Dooley listens uh, every day. He's been to uh, both Risho Lives. Loves the logic opinions that each one of us have. I am the logical voice of reason. Tony is the very loud, uh, opinionated one, but to the point. Jeff and his one-liners and the don't quote me on it fact-checking. Moon with his tour stories and uh, and the, the deeply emotional opinions covering all things Riz isn't interested in. <laughs> and uh, King Scott with his swing and a misses. Oh, thank you. Swing and a miss. Wants to give a shout-out to his beautiful wife, Kate, and his daughter, Navy, who are also huge fans of the show. Also, shout-out to Tony. He used to host a karaoke, a karaoke up at uh, Mr. Lucky's, and Tony gave him some pointers a couple times. Right on. Look at you changing lives. All right. And he dropped out of college. Way to go. Yeah. He's now, uh, yeah, karaoke master on tour. That's right. Uh, Dooley Ryans from Troy is the Team Riz member of the day. Gets a super sweet Team Riz member of the day soccer jersey. Get yourself signed up. 1057thepoint.com slash sweet Hey there, podcasters. It's finally that time of year. We're outside enjoying the warmer weather. You're sitting out on your deck. What? You don't have a deck? But your neighbor's got a deck and you're... The other neighbor has got a deck, and you have deck envy. What are you going to do? You're going to call Chesterfield Fence and Deck. They transformed my backyard for me last year. Got a new fence, got a brand new deck, and I cannot wait to just be out there. I'm probably out there right now sitting on my deck. 52 years in business, Chesterfield Fence and Deck has been one of St. Louis's top names in home improvement with a commitment to put quality and professionalism first in every single thing they do. They provide the best and longest lasting outdoor products available with a skilled installation team who carries out that mission to be the very best in customer service and quality craftsmanship. Fences, decks, sunrooms, screen rooms, patios, pergolas, retaining walls, that's what they do. Mention the ratio, get 48 months interest-free financing on your next outdoor project with Chesterfield Fence and Deck. They're online at chesterfieldfence.com. After all, who doesn't want a bigger deck? Jeff Burton for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers and the uh, first-line healthcare workers and your first responders. And we got you covered over at Dobbs. 10% off of your tire purchase, and that's on any tire purchase. 20% off any regular-priced automotive service. And also, uh, this is all over. This is all 40 convenient Dobbs store locations that are open Monday through Saturday. So convenient for you to keep you out on the road. Dobbs, locally owned. Dobbs, family-owned since 1976. All you have to do is go to their specials page at gotodobbs.com. Find all the details. Hey, everybody. I'm Kenny Chesney. Wishing you a happy birthday, Riz. Today's 105.7 The Point. All right, welcome back. Phone number 314-624-3833 or 618-398-3833. Studio cams, 1057thepoint.com slash Riz. The socials at R-I-Z-Z show. Your emails, rizshow at 1057thepoint.com. Craigslist Freak of the Week coming up. We have three, count them three. Brand new ads for you. Tony saw his dad yesterday and uh, had him record the ads. I'm sure he's chomping at the bit to come back. Uh, he definitely is. He asked me every time when he's coming back. In. As soon as the bosses give the okay, I mean, I would love to have him in the next day. I told I told him that I feel like the time is coming very soon. Very soon. Within we, within the next three weeks, he'll be that's, back here. That's that's so funny. I go, I go. Obviously not tomorrow. I go, but maybe next week or the week after. That's what I told him. Yeah, listen, I would love to have him in. It'd be great. As soon as we get the okay from the bosses, have him back in. All good. Yep. And uh, what did he think of the ads? Uh, he's so desensitized. I don't oh, even think man. he realized what he was reading. Really? <laughs> it's just words. 
Yeah, like, I mean, honestly. Like a robot just reading words. There's There was an ad that I think we had a couple weeks ago, uh, and I can't remember the exact, uh, you know, what, what was going on, but it was something with stepdaughter or stepson or something like that. And after he read the ad, he literally did this. He goes, email me with more uh, questions. Thanks. And then he looks at me and he goes, stupid. Ah. I'm like, are you nuts? Do you know what you just read? Um, man, he's a changed man, isn't he? Yeah. Now, normally, because his birthday was uh, Tuesday. Uh-huh. His birthday was Tuesday. Normally, the Patricos go out to dinner. Yeah. Like for birthdays. Right. So no, uh, no, no dinner this year, huh? No, he, uh, he grilled. We did burgers and hot dogs on Sunday. Was he okay with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's not he's not one of the like I think that's what he would want to do anyway. Okay, just stay at home. Make sure he's, he's not happy. the one going. Well, we have to go yeah. out to eat. Yeah, he, you know, because because it's it's John. Where do you want to go out to dinner for your birthday? Nah. I don't know. To have one of the kids pick. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, like when it comes to my niece, my nephew, my my sister, myself, we have like places that we want to go. He. Yeah, doesn't matter. Hmm. They don't care. Yeah. Uh, we're going to give away uh, gift cards to baseballism a little later on. Also, racial prize packs. Got a great contest for you. Also, Steve Ewing of The Urge will be coming in today. Yeah. He'll be here at 9 o'clock. He's got a couple of games coming up. He's doing a solo acoustic thing up at the winery up at the uh, Augusta. I'm sorry, uh, Mount Pleasant. Mount Pleasant Winery in Augusta on a Saturday. And he is over at Powerplex. July 2nd, that's a Thursday. So they're doing those drive-in concerts and movies. Yeah. So July 2nd, which is a Thursday, will be Steve Ewing, will be a group called The Hounds. Oh, mm, Hounds yeah. are awesome. Now, it's yeah. not The Hounds, it's Hounds. I think it's Hounds. I think it's Hounds. Hounds. Yeah. That's who opened for Greek Fire at that right. Ho-Ho show. Oh, they were wonderful. They're mm-hmm. fantastic. Those dudes are awesome. Good for them. And that night, they're playing Blues Brothers. Oh, on the big no. screen. Oh, so that's that's the Powerplex. It's Hounds and the Urge? Or no, just Steve Hounds, Ewing? Steve band? Ewing. Okay. And Blues Brothers, the that's, movie. That's great. Well, that's a hell of an evening, that's huh? a great night, man. That's a July 2nd. That is a Thursday evening up at Powerplex. So Steve Ewing's going to be in uh, around 9 o'clock today. We'll chat. We'll talk hot dogs. Weightlifting. Yeah, man, that's a that's a guy that that's done it all. Singing, I can't believe he's hot dog. Us, I can't believe he's gonna bring us all hot dogs. Hot yeah. dog yeah. making, lunches, weight up. lifting. Yeah. yeah, well, we'll chat about all that stuff. You know, it really is it really is a great story. You know, with uh, with Steve's hot dogs shutting down, and then kind of a an angel coming in and saving them, yep. and saving the place. And then recently, he's been doing a lot of good with the yeah. restaurant too. All right, let's do some news. Oh, yeah. We're going to do some news. And your news being sponsored by West County Auto Body, the best auto body repair facility in the country. So we'll start locally. A a 21-year-old guy from Cahokia was caught uh, joeing on a Metrolink train in the Central West End last week. You still cannot do that. Social distancing or not, you cannot do that. (laughs) Yesterday, he was charged with one misdemeanor count of sexual misconduct. So a security officer caught this guy, spotted him joeing. He was on an eastbound train uh, at the uh, Central West End Station at Euclid. When police caught up to him, he denied joeing. I'm not joeing. I was uh, just adjusting my underwear because it was too tight. That's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Makes sense. They didn't buy it. Wouldn't be too tight if you'd stop joeing. 21 years old, huh? Remember? Back in the day, huh? Mm. Just all those hormones coursing through your system. Could do it anywhere. Anytime, huh? Yeah. Like, what station is this? Oh, this is uh, Forest Park? Hell yeah. yeah. 
Forest Park. Central just... West End is so hot. Now it's Joe time. Now nope, time and place. Uh, have you have you hugged anyone you don't live with since the whole coronavirus thing started? Mm, I don't think so. Uh, I'm trying to think if I like uh, nonchalantly uh, like bro hugged like bro hugged hug. somebody. You know? Yeah. I don't. I don't believe so. Maybe yeah, we, we stopped our Friday hug, right? Yeah, we just go pants off. And, right. Yeah. According to a new survey, about half of us have and half of us haven't. 47% of Americans say they haven't hugged someone other than family members or roommates in at least three months. And that includes 9% of us uh, who have uh, who, who never hug anyone even before. Even before COVID-19 was a thing. 23% have hugged someone in the last week. 8% said uh, one or two weeks ago. 7% said three or four weeks ago. And 6% said a month or two ago. Another 9% weren't sure how long it's been. Older people appear to be more open to hugging right now, even though they're at a, at a higher risk when it comes to the virus. But a uh, quarter of people over 55 have, have hugged somebody in the last week compared to 18% of adults between 18 and 24. Yeah, hugging, man. A guy I play softball with just said, I hugged you in the ball field. So I guess I did. Yeah. That, Bro hugs. That kind of league, huh? Bro, yeah. Oh, yeah shirts <laughs> off and everything. Yeah, think about when the last time you hugged somebody was. Can I have a hug? No. Give me a hug. No way. Come here. I'm not coming over there. Let's go. Forget it. Pronto. You're, hey, bark, don't bark, touch bark. me. That's me. You lazy psycho. Yeah, I'm down with the no hugs, so. Been saying it for years. That has been your platform for a bit. For years. Been saying it for a long time. Just safety first. We don't need to do this. Mm-mm. I need to feel your heartbeat next to mine. Uh, here's what the experts are saying about how to wash your face mask. Uh, and an important note here, all these, uh, all these tips are for uh, cloth masks, not the N95s or the, uh, the single-use paper cond. And one expert says cotton is best because it's, uh, it's good at filtering, but it's also breathable. So should you hand wash your mask or just toss it in the washer? What do they say? Hand wash. Either option's fine. <clears throat> okay. You just might want to run it on the gentle cycle if it's uh, if it's in the machine. And it's best to use a, a gentle detergent that's not going to irritate your face, especially if you have a sensitive skin. Uh, how warm does the water have to be? Hot water's probably best, but don't don't scald yourself if you're hand washing because warm is good enough. Should I use bleach, Jeff? I would say no. It's probably not necessary. According to one dermatologist, bleaching something you put on your face and breathe through isn't uh, isn't the best idea. I didn't even think of that. Should you dry it? How? Yeah, you could let it air dry or toss it yeah, in the I was dryer. Say, I, I would say hand depending, dry over. Depending on the fabric. It doesn't I, matter. I was going to say, well, yeah, if you're talking about the cloth ones, that there's some that like have like a film on the inside that I feel like if they would be dried, it would like fuzz up. It, it honestly sounds like you, you're you're saying you can just throw it in the wash. Yeah. So it's it, treat it, it as a piece of laundry. Yeah, but uh, you might need to avoid the hotter settings, though, on the dryer. How often do you need to wash it? This is the thing. The CDC says face masks should be routinely washed depending on the frequency of use. Ideally, you should wash it every day or after each use. Ideally. And why do I need to wash it so much? Obviously, to, to get the germs out, but, you know, they also stink after a while, mostly from your breath. And if you never wash your mask, you could end up with, uh, with maskne. Yeah. 
which is uh, mask acne. Yummy. That's a thing now, guys. Great. That's a thing now. Now, it's hard to know how effective herd immunity will be when dealing with this uh, virus. Have you all heard of he- herd immunity? Herd immunity? No. It's been, it's been a thing kicking around. It um, it's, seems kind of like self-explanatory. It, herd immunity prevents yeah. easy spread of a disease through collective immunity. Typically, uh, typically the result of a, of a large amount of the population being inoculated with a vaccine or having, uh, or having contacted and then survived the disease. Usually at least 70% of the population is required to be immune to have true herd immunity. However, at this point, we don't know whether survivors of the virus get immunity even after they recover. And experts are still unsure if survivors are protected from ever getting it again. And herd immunity is also contingent on how contagious the disease is. And highly contagious diseases like the COVID-19 would require a higher number of immune people before herd immunity is even possible. So if you heard herd immunity being kind of batted around, that's really what that means. Uh, Mizzou said that all students and faculty will be returning to campuses as scheduled this August. They put out a statement on their website yesterday that said, we are announcing that MU and UM system employees will follow the existing schedule and will begin in-person classes on Monday, August 24th. So if you got a kid that goes to Mizzou, there you go. Get ready. Everything's on schedule. Mm-hmm. Nice. Now, they also said they will continue to monitor the pandemic and will make adjustments if necessary. But as of yesterday, everything is on schedule. I bet even at this point, college kids are like, thank God. I got to get away from these people. Like, thank God. College means freedom. Yeah, thanks, like, especially for the, fr- the the incoming freshmen. This yeah. is them moving out of their parents' house. Come on, yeah. my like, niece, my niece has her own from these monsters. Has her own apartment up there. Works up there, you know. So like, she hasn't been back, but like, I I just know, especially my time in college. Even though you hated it at times and it sucked, going to classes was nice because like I lived with the same two dudes for four mm-hmm. years. Going to class, I got to see other people, talk to other people, find out what's going on. I liked the college campus atmosphere. So it's a different thing that you, like, really look forward to. I know for a fact that these kids are like, I just want to do something. Well, I got to get away from these people that I've been holed up with since since March. Uh, Both uh, Hollywood Casino in Maryland Heights and River City Casino in Lima are going to reopen 9 a.m. June 16th. So that's next Tuesday. Isn't Ameristar's already open, right? Ameristar's open. Okay. From, from I think, what I read. That opened uh, last week. Right. Hollywood Casino, River City Casino opening Tuesday at 9 a.m., right? Rest- the 16th is Tuesday? Yes. Restrictions? Uh, here's what they wrote on, on Facebook, River City. We are uh, pleased to announce that we will be opening our doors with limited offerings on Tuesday, June 16th, 9 a.m., while we are excited to welcome uh, welcome you back, it is imperative that we create a safe environment for you and our team members. With this in mind, we have been working closely with the Missouri Gaming Commission and state and local leaders to finalize a comprehensive plan for a reopening of 
River City Casino and Hotel. I think it's neat. Somebody like myself who is immune compromised, so I'm in the higher risk thing. They are offering curbside service where I can just pull up and drop my money off. That's it, and yeah. just go home. Just uh, yeah, just hand, just have your wallet hanging out. Yeah, here you go. Just hanging out and just yeah. take it. I would have probably dropped one twenty-five this evening, so here you go. Yeah, they open it up, they take the money out, and just mm-hmm. give it back to you. Yep. They're also accepting how, Apple dude, Pay. How fu- how funny would that be though? If like if you if you were a degenerate gambler and you couldn't get enough of it, but you did not want to go inside, you literally could pull up, give them a hundred bucks. They fan three envelopes in front of you. <laughs> inside one is a fifty dollar bill. Inside another is a hundred, and inside another is a two hundred. It's two hundred dollars. So you go. Here's a hundred bucks. Pick one of the three. Hmm. It's either fifty, a hundred, or. Two hundred. You know they should. They should roll out like the uh, slot machines to the parking lot. Yeah. So you get a slot machine mm-hmm. per spot, and you could do it from your driver's side window. Yeah. Why or not? if you want to bring a friend, you do one on the uh, passenger side too. We had this discussion. No regulations for that. We had this discussion the other day. What is preventing? And I'm sure, obviously, there's something, but like, what is preventing Ameristar from making an app? That is slot machines that you use real money. Probably the law. Yeah, but I mean, like, they have those, though. They have those. Like, you see all the time these people yeah, playing those, solitaire yeah, making but, money. But if, and, you, but if you know about those things, they're normally offshore. Like, they're mm. those companies that, that operate those online gaming I made $200 things, playing solitaire last night. It's usually <laughs> like, you know, uh, you know uh, uh, headquartered in the Cayman Islands. Yeah. Although it's, it's, it's probably some dude... You know, in a, in a dorm room, who set up some kind of shelter company in the Cayman Islands? Uh-huh. But you know, like you know what I'm saying? Like if they changed the law and you saw that there was an Ameristar app that you could play blackjack on or play, you know, play uh, a slot machine on, and you just had to upload money from PayPal or Venmo, I would think that if that was allowed, it would already be done. It would already be yeah. done. Yeah. It would have already been done. Yeah, just think about, and this is not a shot, this is not ageism, but just think about all of the elderly people that go to the nickel and penny slots. They wouldn't have to leave their house. You see that that video that went viral of the guy at the casino in Vegas smoking a cigarette while wearing the mask? Yes. <laughs> sitting at side, a, uh, a slot machine. Mask. Oh, my gosh. Sitting at a slot machine in Vegas, he's got the mask on and smoking. How was he... It was like on the side, like this. Yes, like it was. It was out the side, and then he, and then, he, then when he would want to exhale, he'd pull he'd the mask, pull the mask down, down. And, below and pull it back up. Wow. Well, at least he's staying healthy with that mask. On. Oh my God! Can you imagine what his breath and the inside of that mask, what that mm. looks and smells like. I can't remember who posted it, but I just remember seeing the video and somebody posted it and said, "Like you could shut down Vegas, but the second that you reopen Vegas, there is no slow reopen. It is open." Yeah. Man, <laughs> I'm doing this slow. At least he's wearing gloves when he's smoking. That's sure, sure. Yeah. sure. Uh, Doctor uh, Doctor Anthony Fauci says the U.S. government will fund and run studies on three potential coronavirus vaccines over the next three months. And he says, "quote The coronavirus vaccine effort is progressing very well. Phase three trials, which typically involved uh, involve tens of thousands of people and and measure whether a vaccine is safe and effective, will begin with one by a company called Moderna in July, then uh, Oxford." AstraZeneca vaccine in August and one by Johnson and Johnson in September. So you got three companies working on this. And according to the World Health Organization, there are 10 vaccines currently in human trials and 126 more in, in development. That's great. Hopefully something hits, right? So the scientists are on it. The companies are on it. Now the question is, 
when they come up with a vaccine, let's say one of these big companies, let's say Johnson & Johnson, huge company, mm-hmm. comes up with a vaccine, are they going to dispense it for free? I don't see that happening. Or are they going to make a bazillion dollars on it? Or they could just not, they could go somewhere in the middle. That'd be cool. Like my wife, you know, who's got Crohn's disease and, and you know, Jeff has Crohn's disease as well. I don't know what medication you're on. Um, 6MP is one of them. Cipro is one of them. Humira. I'm on her version, her version of Humira. Or right, Stellara, I think, yeah. is what my wife's on. I think it's the same thing, only that one's newer, right? So Stellara is, you have to take a shot every eight weeks. And they actually send, they send the shot to your house. Like so they, it comes in a, in a uh, like a cooler. Mm, yeah, like, big styrofoam cooler. Big, si- so big styrofoam waste. cooler for for one little shot. But I, okay, I get it. Yeah. You got to pack it in ice and you got to send it to your send it to the house. Look up how much one shot of Stellara is. I looked it up once and I, my head was going to explode. How do I you spell don't, it? Uh, L-O-O-K. Stop it. S T E L A R A. Okay. If you don't have insurance, and that, listen, there are programs. Which, you know, help with the cost. Yeah, I do like a $5 a month payment and my insurance covers the rest or something. To yeah, that. There, On that, Humera, not on that. Yeah, there are programs that help you with, mm-hmm. with you know, covering some of the costs. And, and uh, you get into programs where, you know, you actually could get, the, get it done for free. Mm-hmm. Depending on if you qualify. But how much is one shot of this? Uh, how much is a shot of Stellara? And it says here that... Ustakininumaba, which what is the say real version, uh, is uh, $4,600 a shot. A shot. It's a good deal. $4,593.15. Wow. I thought it was going to be like shot. five grand, so you're doing all right. Is it from a giant needle? Jeez. Like a ton of stuff? And I even think that, is that for the, I don't think they have a generic, do they? Mm-mm. Wow. It says here the retail value of a year's worth of Stellara injections could cost you between thirty and seventy thousand dollars. Yeah, that's what I saw. Seventy, seven, uh, yeah, that's 30, a year. That's for thirty-five thousand dollars. Yeah. This says here that it is the second most expensive uh, drug that you buy. My wife Harv- likes Harv- nice- Harvoni. Harvani. She likes. Uh, she likes uh, nice things. My wife. Mm. Harvani is eighty-four thousand dollars a year. Crazy. My goodness. I mean, imagine not having insurance. By the way, that's to treat uh, chronic hepatitis C. That's what Harvani is. Yeah, yeah. Or Harvani or whatever. Not yeah. the Stellara. Stellara is, uh, I didn't know that it, it it's it's also for psoriasis. Oh, oh. Yeah, there's no, there's currently no generic. I didn't think so because it's fairly new. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. It says it's main, it's to control psoriasis or psoriatic arthritis, and also it's used to treat moderate to severe Crohn's. Mm, yeah. Wow. But that much, yeah, thirty-five grand a year. So you wonder if one of these companies, you know, when they do develop a vaccine, yeah, what are they going to be charging for? It? Remember, remember when it was like, also hey, if you if you've had COVID nineteen, then maybe you'll have the antibody, yeah. and you can donate that. And I remember thinking, oh yeah, they want us all to donate. But when somebody comes up with a vaccine, they ain't going to donate it to us, mm-hmm. are they? Yeah, please donate your plasma or whatever they were asking people right. to do. Would you would you say about insurance? That is, it says here, it says here, uh, according to the National Psoriasis Foundation, without insurance, the retail value of a year's worth of Stellara injections would cost between thirty to seventy thousand dollars. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, the U.S. airlines had their lowest passenger numbers in April since 1974. Last April. 76.1 million people flew domestically. 
This April, it was 2.8 million. From 76.1 million to 2.8 million. And international travel is down 99%. Oh. However, there is there is some hope, you know, on the horizon. A lot of airlines adding new flights in July as demand modestly rebounds and the stay-at-home restrictions ease. And to restore confidence in flying, United Airlines said yesterday that their pilots will no longer be drunk. So there you go. Yeah, oh, nice. That's nice for them. That's uh, that's nice. Very cool. Now they said uh, they're now requiring all passengers to complete a health self-assessment during the check-in process because nobody ever lies on those. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Mm-hmm. You're at the airport. Here, fill out your health assessment. Just put no on everything. Just, yeah, but just put no on anything. <laughs> yeah, you drove all the way to the airport. You got this uh, You got this. Uh, this health assessment test in front of you. You bought your ticket. Yeah. You think your 65-year-old aunt's not just going to go right now and just go whoosh, straight down? No. Yeah, because I trust people. Mm-hmm. Man. How many times are you handed one of those things that's like check yes or no? Where literally when they're handing it to you, they go uh, no on the first page, yes on the back page. Make sure you just initial and sign twice. Yeah, the checklist will ask people to confirm they have not experienced COVID nineteen related symptoms in the past fourteen days prior to flying, and agree to wearing a face mask cover. Uh, you know, a face covering. Ah, so I had a sore throat and a cough ten days ago. Uh, yeah, no. Come on. I had a really bad cough that that was like four hours ago. Uh, Starbucks has announced it's closing 400 stores over the next year and a half because people have changed their habits during the pandemic. They're doing a lot more pickup, drive-through, and mobile orders. And the company says uh, they will close 400 locations. They still plan to open about 300 new stores next year. So they're closing 400, but yet will still reopen. Why don't you just open 100 and be done with it? Well, locations. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. They're actually they're closing some of the Starbucks that are located within other Starbucks. So, <laughs> wasn't there some place where there's one right across the street from the other? Is like oh, Seattle or something? Dude, like that's that? That's many pl- many different Is places. It? Yeah, on this block, on where we are in Olive. Oh yeah, there are three I think within a mile. Well, there's one inside of the City Place building, and then there's one right across the street. And there's, yeah. isn't oh, there so one in Deerbergs as well? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, there's one inside the Deerbergs. Yeah, there's yeah. three. So- Within, within a half a mile. Within we have a, a almost a baseball machine throw. in our kitchen. Within a baseball throw almost. There is three different... St- <laughs> uh, the UK uh, Prime Minister Boris Johnson has confirmed that the uh, changes to the lottery on, sa- on Saturday will make it okay for single people to have sex with somebody they don't live with for the first time since March 23rd. That's nice of him. And, uh, well, I, ha- I, I have what the, what the actual Prime Minister said. See if I can find this. This is uh, Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister of England. All those in a support bubble will be able to as if they live in the same household, yep. meaning they can spend time together inside each other's and do not need to stay two meters apart. Yes, they're very, very specific. Very specific <laughs> over there. Did not like what happened there, though. That was that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, finally, in case you're wondering, uh, yes, people are still going crazy over the mask rules. A woman in Minnesota slapped a worker who told her she couldn't go into a Menards home improvement store without a mask. (laughs) The woman is 35 friggin' years old. Grow up. She tried to go into the Menards. An employee stopped her and said, hey, listen, uh, our policy is you need to put the mask on. 
So she, of course, starts making a scene, grabs the employee's face, pulls his mask down. A second employee steps in. The woman then slapped the first employee in the face and threw his mask in the garbage before dipping out. Just here trying to save big money. People got a license plate number. She was picked up by police and charged with uh, three misdemeanors. Just to settle down, Karen. <laughs> Just put the friggin' mask on, all right? Settle down. It's all right. And that's your news. The Rizzuto Show. Traffic and weather. All right, after the break, uh, we'll get to some of your emails, and we'll get into the Craigslist Freak of the Week. By the way, today's topic, today's music topic, who you think is the most underrated band out there. Underrated bands. And this was something we had we had been racking our minds on. Every time that I hear it out loud, I go, man, I hate my decision. Like, I go, I go, there's I, just so many more. There's right? so yeah. many. There's so well, many more. There's, there's so, so many. many better ones. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a number of ways we could go with this. I just want to get one that we all could, all four of us here could agree on. And then play a song from that group. Well, how about the three of us, and we'll just kind of consider Scott. Right, you know what? I think the I think the one I'm batting around. I think we all all four of us would agree on. Okay. Springtime means uh, flowers are blooming, the grass is growing. It's time to mow your lawn, and thanks to our sponsor Manscaped, you can trim the hedges below the belt safely and effectively. Now, talking about your ball trimmers, Manscaped is here to make sure your balls are smooth and smelling nice. After all, it's time for some spring cleaning. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the essential Lawn Mower 3.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other stuff. Manscaped obsesses over their technology, the best tools for your grooming experience. And now they have even more for you. Subscribe to the Perfect Package and get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months. Making sure your trimmer always stays hygienic and clean for limited time. Subscribers get two free gifts the Shed Travel Bag, and the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. Check it out and get 20% off everything. Free shipping, 20% off using the code POINT at manscaped.com. Again, 20% off free shipping with the code POINT at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Manscaped.com. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith, Silent Bob, from all those terrible Jane Silent Bob type pictures, man. And you're listening to The Rizzuto Show. Yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm moving a little slow this morning. Somebody said I looked like a question mark yesterday. I think this morning I pretty much nailed it. You are walking like you are holding a 90-pound weight in your right hand. Yeah, I cannot stand. My back is so jacked up, I could not stand up straight. It's uh, it's one of those things that you look like you're in pain when you're walking. Yeah. Like, you, nobody's wondering whether you're in pain. That's yeah, for sure. Man. You're walking. Once in a while, I, I you know, I, I move the wrong way, and I kind of have a back spasm, and it kind of wince in pain. I think it's neat, and Tony, you can back me up on this. When we walk down the hallway with Riz, everybody comments and mentions it, and you love the attention when you're walking down the hallway. Oh, I sure do. Absolutely yeah. Yeah. love, love yeah. talking about myself. Yeah, and, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Chatting up in the hallway. Yeah, just stop and lean against the wall and yeah. chat for a while. Yeah, I'm just trying to, to do. Just trying to get to. I'm trying to get from A to B. <laughs> Been there, man. It sucks. I know. Trying God. to get from A to B, just as 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 quickly as I can. I know I'm moving slow. Man, but let's chat about it, shall we? Let's, let's chat. Hey, so you hurting? Or yeah, yeah, or? I am. 
Just want to get to a chair. That's it. That's yeah, it. I, lo- I love, you know, walking anywhere with Riz in the hallway right now. <laughs> you know, he, and then somebody goes, somebody will go, what do you got going on over there? He's like, oh, I hurt my back. And then I know the exact, you know, exchange that's going to happen next. Oh, yeah, what'd you do? And he says, and I've heard you say this three times already. I wish I had a cool story, but I just went to pick something up. Yeah. That's it. Uh, yeah, no cool story associated with this. Literally bent over to pick something up, heard a pop, and that was it. I had a, I had a, a friend and a roommate in college that dislocated his shoulder uh, laying on the couch on his back, leaned over like this with his left arm to pick up his cat. <sighs> Picked it up, dislocated his shoulder. Cat weighed 120 pounds. Right. But. right. And Tony, that was right at the beginning of softball season, too. I was so pissed at him. And this is, uh, this is a sign of getting old, I guess, huh? Yeah, I'd throw my back out in the past, but recovery would be, you know, a day or two. Yeah. And we were going on four days now. Yeah, there's a certain age that you get to, especially after an, in- an injury like that, where you're going to go, okay, I got to pick that up. All right, well, I better do it slowly. Yeah, man. Just take my time. I even bent with the, you know, I even crashed down with my knees, you know, picked up with the legs. Now, eh, it was time. My back said, that, ah, but we're going to be. Uh, we're just going to put you on the shelf for a couple of yep, weeks. Yep, we're going <laughs> to. They're going to screw you for two weeks. Hey there, Farmer Riz, just relax. All right. Okay. <laughs> Got all these plans this weekend, too. Ah, pissed. All right, let's get to uh, some of your emails. Ray Show at 1057thepoint.com. Hey, guys, uh, how come uh, people shorten uh, the Buccaneers and the Patriots to Bucks and Pats, but nobody shortens the Titans? <laughs> huh. Bucks. Buccaneers, Bucks. Mm-hmm. Patriots, Pats. Yeah. Titans would be the Tennessee Ants. Okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> the tie. The tights. The tights. Yeah. Tennessee gonna go, tights. Going to go see the tights game. The tights. Okay, next. Yeah. Uh, hey, guys, I heard you uh, talking about the phone ID for plants and animals. I guess. Yeah, was, Moon was, was talking about it. I guess there's an app you could just like take a picture of uh, foliage or some kind of insect and whatever database this thing uses, uh, you know, it compares your picture to whatever they have, and ah, this is a poison ivy. Yeah, I guess Moon was talking about one that was kind of crap after a while. They, well, you had to pay for it. Uh, that's what it was, yeah. And this person says Nat Geo has a completely free one, app that is, that does plants and animals. Oh, really? They've been using cool. it for a couple of months now. Can't recommend it more five stars. That is true because it's five stars. Yeah. Can't recommend it more than that. Uh, and then the website, they they uh, sent it to us, so, inaturalist.org. So it's Nat, Nat Geo, huh? Has yeah. this, and it's iNaturalist? Yeah. Huh, cool. Now, if you go iNaturist, that's something completely <laughs> different. No, I've, Thank I, you I for wanna, knowing what I mean. I want to <laughs> check that out. Is that nudist? Uh, I don't know, Tony. Is a, that what that is? A naturist or a nudist is, is sort same of thing. the same thing. Yeah. Thank you all. Check that out. Next. Uh, hi, handsome fellas. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I need some help. My five-year-old apparently hates eating. Eating, period. Eating. And they say remove distractions, done it. Set timers, done it. Take stuff away, done it. He just stares at the ceiling. Take the ceiling away. Wow, that's that's tough. Uh, he does he does have a lot of energy, and he hates to sit still. So I even tried Moon's thing, where I think Moon said mix everything with applesauce or yeah. something like that. Well, that's what he would do as a kid. Yeah, getting desperate here, any advice? Yeah, maybe it's time to go see a doctor. Yeah, if your kid's not yeah. going to eat yet, still has a ton of energy, that's weird. I think the, especially at the age five, come on, go see a doctor. I yeah, think. listen, that's a problem I'm sure is not uncommon. It's not, so it's not that the kid is a picky eater, just won't eat. Just won't eat. Yeah, maybe you got to go see a doctor. Yeah. And, and don't get all flipped out, flipped out about it. Just make an appointment. And when the appointment comes around, take the kid and say, hey, by the way, can't get him to eat, but he has all this energy. 
Don't flip out and go to urgent care. No, I, I think, you know, make an appointment okay. with your pediatrician. I right. think this is something that specifically you need to make an appointment for. Yeah. And the first thing the doctor will say, don't email a radio show with four <laughs> schmucks on it that don't know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> well, what have you tried so far? Well, I uh, emailed a local radio show. Yeah, so mine just didn't seem to help. Here's 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 the best sound advice. Uh, put the food in a slingshot, uh-huh. and then you tickle your kid's belly, and when they start laughing, you just flip, and then it just goes well, right What you do is in. you hold your kid's mouth open and take a funnel. No, that's... Blend everything, and then just put it advice. right into a needle. Let's go back to call the doctor. Oh. Let's oh. just call the doctor. Call the doctor. Next. Mm-hmm. Big Cardinals fan, uh, just like Mama Moon here, loved hearing Dan McLaughlin on the show. The he was great, day. and I would love fantastic. to have him on uh, as a as a more regular guest. He had a fantastic time, and he told me did to he let really? you know whenever you want. Yeah. Oh, did he have a good time? I talked to him for a little bit, too, and he said as long as Jeff isn't in the same room right, as him, yeah. he's, he's 100%. I in. wasn't going to mention that part of it, but yeah. No, I, I really, I really did enjoy having him on and having his voice on our on our show. Well, and to that point, to they're saying uh, St. Louis is so lucky to have great sports announcers, you know, like him and obviously Chris Kerber, and uh, always love hearing Dan call the games and tell stories. My new highlight for Dan is uh, Riz saying the word penis to Dan, <laughs> <laughs> and he just rolled with it. So, I think every guest you have on the show from now on, you have to say the word penis somewhere in the conversation. So Steve Ewing's in today. I have to work in mm-hmm. the word penis yep. when he's Perfect. Here. Somehow, some way. Perfect. <laughs> I think that's the new rule. It's it's officially, we're calling it here on the show, and this will be the only time we ever talk about it on the actual air, but now officially when there's guests in this, in this room, it's the penis game. I'm not going to do it with a female guest in here. It depends on the female guest. I think with Nikki Glazer, you could just go, hey, penis. She'd probably she'd bring go, it up okay. first. Yeah, she'd, you'd be like, oh, you said it first. No, I don't want that to be a rule. I want it to be uh, organic. It's got to come up organically. No, it's got to come up organically, but the the challenge is you working it into yeah, it. Just let the penis come up on its own. <laughs> the challenge is... Uh, I don't, need, I don't need any mind. more challenges. Never mind. Never mind. The challenge is I'm being turn, entertaining I'm every day. I'm turning off my mind. Yeah, come, come on. Challenge accepted. <laughs> you know what it was with Dan McLaughlin since, since you know, Cardinal baseball is not a thing yet? Hearing his voice is comforting. Very much people. so. Very much. You're so. used to hearing his voice during these summer months, mm-hmm. and that's what it was for me. Kind of shut your eyes and go, all right, there he is calling a game, except he's sitting, you know, three feet away from me. Yeah, it was that was awesome him being on, and I'd like to have him on more often now that he's yeah. doing, you know, middays down the hallway over there. Good guy. Works that really is hard. that is an opportunity that's uh, going to be uh, presented to us quite a bit. So, yep. awesome. Next. Uh, after Venus. all these requests and uh, suggestions for the 30-day song <laughs> challenge going on, I had the thought of putting all of your suggestions into a Spotify playlist. And after two hours of working on it and eventually getting Carpal Tunnel, and also my arm just getting tired of writing down pages of suggestions, I'm in the works of making something up. Currently June 1st, One Hit Wonders. All the possibilities are up on a playlist this person Oh, so made. even the ones we just talk about. Yeah. Wow. It's called the, uh, the playlist is called the Rizzuto 30-Day Song Challenge. Well, you really have nothing to do, suggestions. huh? Suggestions. <laughs> and that's our way of saying thank you for yeah. your support. Yeah, thank you. Spreading the word. Thank uh, you. They will continue working on it. What's it called? Because I, I will subscribe to that playlist. Rizzuto 30-Day Song Challenge Suggestions is in parentheses. Oh, that's that's awesome. I'm going to go right now and see what's on there. Yeah, I was telling you earlier, after that discussion about songs of 1994, man, there are some 94 playlists on Spotify that will yeah. enter. Jammers, huh? Yes, jammers. jammers is a good way of putting it. I like that. Is it up there? Yeah. Uh, no, that's my playlist. I can't oh. find the one that he made. 
Or maybe it's not. Um, he said it was up, though, didn't he? He said it was working on it. June, is he lying? I mean, if he's got a name for it. Did you spell? He's got. Too? I guess he might have to make it public. It might be private, but I make I it type, public. Selfish. Whoa. Because I want to subscribe. I typed in. I typed in Rizzuto playlist. Yeah, there's nothing on here. Uh, if you could take all of Patrico's suggestions off there, because I I'd actually yeah, like to listen to it. <laughs> Next. <laughs> what? My neighbors. I guess you are paying attention. If it's if it's 1980 and you want to drag your knuckles across the ground, you just type in Riz playlist. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Two can play at this game, sir. Next, please. All right. Uh, my neighbor's son always parks one of his vehicles right behind my driveway. I've asked several times in the past he not park right behind my driveway. However, he still does. One car in particular is a Porsche. I was uh, backing on my driveway, accidentally uh, backed into his Porsche. He was not home at the time, went over and knocked on the door. Some lady came out, and this person said, hey, uh, I completely admit to running into the car. person inside the house says he's had that thing in storage for six months because he's going to sell it. They called the cops to make a, a police report. The cops said, I'm admitting liability, so there doesn't need to be a police report. Why park in the street if you're planning to sell a car? When there's plenty of room in your own driveway well, to park it. Number one, for insurance purposes, do you need an? Do you need a police report? Sometimes I think you do. Mm. I think so. This was a, according to the police officer. Oh, okay. So the police officer said, "Why?" Okay. Yeah. They said, "Since I admitted liability, then there was no need for a report." Um, you know, if you have a Porsche like that, yeah, and you love your car, why are you even putting it in a spot to be possibly hit? Mm-hmm. That's stupid. Yeah. There's uh, some folks across the street from me that they have a long driveway, and yet they have one car in the driveway, and the other one they park on the street if it's bad weather. So every time there's like snow or something like that, I swear they do it on purpose so I can back out, and they're trying to get me to hit or something. Is is it under a tree? Like, is there a tree that hangs over the driveway? No. They have no tree What does bad weather have to do with it? Well, like with snow or something like that. Like, on a normal day, it'll be parked in the driveway, but as soon as it's like anything weird, it's on the street. If you have something nice, why would you put it in harm's way? Even though maybe chances are nothing's going to happen. And here's the other thing about a portion storage. It's been in storage for six months. He gets it out because he's going to sell it. Is somebody going to buy it? Okay, then I'll get it out. I'm not just going to get it out to sell it. Yeah. Yeah. Two things about parking. Number one, there is somebody that just like this guy at my ex's house parks his truck directly behind her driveway. I mean, I actually think I took a picture and sent it to you once. Mm, yeah. Directly behind her driveway. It's a dick move. Making it impossible to back in or back out of her driveway. Yeah, if you have a larger car, it's going to be tough to back it's out. Super, it's super rude and super inconvenient. Number two, there is somebody else, and I won't say which neighborhood. I will just say either in my neighborhood or in my folks' neighborhood. You decide. In that area. That has multiple cars in their driveway and make sure, and I know they do this on purpose, parks one of their cars blocking the sidewalk. You mean like in the, in the line of the driveway? Yep. So like sidewalk comes here, then car. Yep, then and sidewalk. you have to go around their car, into the street, around their car. Which I think most municipalities, that's a ticket. Yeah, that's a really? ticket. Guarantee yeah. you it is, and he does it every freaking day. Is there he plenty of room the in the car. driveway? Dude, there is. He, so first off, he, park, he, has, he has four cars. Why does he do it? He has four cars. He parks two cars. In, in the driveway, and then the other two cars behind them, zero in the garage. Every once in a while, he'll pull one of the cars in the driveway. This is an interesting bird to begin with. He owns this house, doesn't live in it, has a bed in the living room, and that's the only piece of furniture he has. 
And there's four cars huh. in the driveway? Four cars in the driveway. Are there four drivers? In- it's just him. And he doesn't even live there. He doesn't even live in this $350,000 house. Who is this luckiest man on earth? What's the address? <laughs> he, I don't know what he does for his money, but I will tell you this. It is infuriating to me. Infuriating. He parks his on purpose. There are times where there is room for him to pull up to where both of the cars can be behind each other and still not and still not block on the sidewalk, but he'll back up and leave the space mm. in between the two cars so his car blocks that sidewalk. That's not being a nice neighbor. Mm-mm. All right, one more, Jeff. Okay. Uh, happy birthday, Riz. How much do you tip your masseuse and not the one that Tony went to? <laughs> oh, uh, 20%. 20%? Yeah. Seems like I think that. standard is 20%. How much does it normally cost? 100 bucks? Yeah. 90 bucks? So 20% would be... You know, I mean, a twin? 18 bucks. A 20 twin twin? Yeah. You're supposed to say that too, right? Yeah, here's a 20 twin. And you also have to fold it up real small and shake their hand and slide yeah, it to I, them. I, in do, the I do 20%. Just get yourself something a little, something nice. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Thank you for your email. Hey, it's Jeremy Piven here. Happy birthday, Riz. I'm really, really glad that you were born. So uh, Steve Ewing's going to be here in about an hour. We'll chat with him, see what's going on with... Uh, with Steve hot, uh, Steve's Hot Dogs and Burgers. I know he's playing up at the uh, Mount Pleasant Winery in Augusta this uh, this coming Saturday at 2. Also, he'll be playing over at the Powerplex Thursday, July 2nd. It's Steve Ewing. It's a group called Hounds. And they're playing the Blues Brothers movie afterwards, after the music. So cool. That's awesome, isn't it? Maybe give me some uh, bodybuilding tips, because, you know, that's what I'm, I'm looking to get into. After this whole back thing. After I heal up, I'm looking to get into some bodybuilding. Um, one of my friends who listens to this show every single day uh, sent me a couple of things for you for back pain. Anytime to recover from your back pain. Mm-hmm. Anytime you have to bend over to pick something up, now flex your stomach muscles like you're trying to show off your abs before you actually bend over. Yes. So it's just tightening your core, I guess. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm trying. And never stretch by twisting. Always lay down and then do the knees up and that sort of, you mm. know, knees up to your, yep. your chest. Well, thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Uh, we'll also get into what uh, today's topic: uh, most underrated bands, most underrated bands, in our opinion. I hate it so much. Yeah, it's a tough one. That's a tough one. So we'll play a song from uh, one we all could agree on. Can I ask something real quick? Sure. Do your guys' choices without giving them away is it is it bands that everybody knows that you could have been even bigger or bands that were like kind of one-hit wonders that you wish could have done um, better, I, I a little think, bit of both? I think oh. on my list, and Patrico's seen my list, it, these are bands that people know but I think could have been bigger or should have been bigger. My Yeah, mine's like uh, almost one-hit wonders that I know have a better catalog that people just don't know about. I have six on my list, okay? And one, two, three. Three are probably just bands that I like that... I think should be mm. bigger. Okay, same. And then one, two, three are bands that you know of that I think should have been bigger. Okay. One of the bands that I'm going to talk about is a former Point Fest artist. You probably only know one song by them. You know the band very well from the name and everything, but I'm going to give you a piece of information about them that I bet nobody knows. Mm. Yeah, that kind of stuff. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And it just yeah. happened with this band last May. It's may blow your mind. Hmm. All right. All right, folks. Time for the Craigslist Freak of the Week. Now, we got uh, three, kind of three brand new ads for you. One of these ads moving on to the next round of the Freak of the Year playoffs. One step closer to having their 
name etched on that Jerry Sandusky memorial plaque. So these are from, these ads are from uh, Edmonton, Canada, Tijuana, Mexico, and Berlin, Germany. We scoured the uh, Craigslist from all around the world, looking in the personal section, misconnections, rants and raves for sale. We find our favorite three. John reads them, and you guys vote for your favorite. We also need your name suggestions for these freaks. Send those over on the chat room at 1057thepoint.com slash Riz. All right, good to go? Sure. You ready for ad number one? Here we go. Craigslist Freak of the Week. Here is John Patrico, ad number one. Hairy legs for days. Man for men. 51 years old, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. I am an attractive, masculine, white bear, 5 foot 10 inches tall, 185 pounds, with a shaved head and the brightest blue eyes you've ever seen. I have a very hairy chest and legs. Looking for an equal hairy bear for some wrestling. Come and get some of this honey. I can't wait to run my fingers through that curly thicket covering your man nips. I work out a lot and only wear boxers. We can exercise together, roll around, and then have a mutual joe. My hairy chest against yours and our hairy legs wrapped together. Picture it. I am. Who's getting horny? Oh, Get God. ready for a lot of body contact. We can hang out at my storage shed. Nobody is there after 10 o'clock. Hit me up to hang. All right, there's our first ad from Edmonton. Hairy legs for days. Yes, Jeff. How do you know when the wrestling is over and the joeing should start? Because it's like, You'll eh, know. then we'll have a joe. You'll know. Like having a cigarette after. You'll know. Okay. Uh, the way your dad said, who's getting horny? Uh-huh. Who's getting really, horny? Really put that over the top for me. Like, real, I think it was unnecessary. Honestly, honest kept me from getting horny today. <laughs> I can't wait to run my fingers through that curly thicket covering your man nips. Okay. <laughs> Scott, any questions? Um, I think it's pretty straightforward, I believe. It is, yes. So excited to wrestle someone. Yep. Come and get some of this honey. Mm-hmm. And we can hang out at my storage shed. So is this like uh is this like a storage shed behind your house? Or is this one of these storage sheds that you'd go? Ooh, that's a great like oh, you, you nice. keep all your stuff in. They keep all your stuff in. Like, you know, Jeff has a storage shed. Yes. Um, it's all in, in how you say it, but was it come get some of this honey? Or was it come get some of this honey? I don't know. I think it was choice know. two, which I is don't really know. gross. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. All right, names for this fella. Uh, we've got a couple, a couple good ones. Uh, we've got Hacksaw Jim Huggin. Okay. We've got Henry Twinkler. <laughs> uh, Leg Maddox, one of my personal favorites here. We've got Harry Manilow. Hmm. Harry Manilow. That's good. Okay. Scott, I will uh, take care of the votes, by the way. Oh, okay. Thank you. I know you were. <laughs> I'm sure he already thought of that. How would he spell Manilow? Uh, M-A-N-I-L-O-W. All right. Harry Manilow. All right, that's uh, ad number one. All right, on to ad number two, fellas. You ready? Here we go. Must be open-minded and anything goes. Man for female, Tijuana, Mexico. Man seeking lady friend for anything goes action. Do you live by the motto, try anything once? 
and twice if you like it. That's me in a nutshell. From normal, plain, vanilla stuff to the most bizarre, freaky fetish you can think of. We're going to do it. Water sports, sweat, vomit play, strangulation, feet, voyeur, tushy play, role play, toys, slaps, sticks, punches, burns, and feather play. We'll work down my checklist and try them all. This isn't for the faint of heart. We're going to see what we can like and don't like. Your input will be considered but will play no role in final decisions. We will be crossing the line. Don't be a big baby about it. Send a picture with your reply, and I will send you mine. I am very real. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I am very real. You know, one thing this person doesn't put in the ad is their age. And I'm wondering how old this person would be. Old? Is this something for somebody in their 50s? Or is this somebody who really is experimental in their 20s? Wow. I'm like Tone. I think I pictured an older person right away. Do you? I think so, yeah. To get to this point, I think they would have probably had to live through some of this stuff first. Yeah, say, do you think know. a 20-year-old's actually into this kind of stuff yet? Uh, I don't know. Are you into sticks, punches, burns, and feather play? How about tushy play? How about the fact that you had to say tushy? The word tushy. Mm-hmm. That's that almost kind of makes me think it's older. Yeah. Oh, because of the word tushy. Yeah, because because if this is probably a guy that's like, how do I? I don't want to say ass. Um, I don't want to say this. I'll say. Tushy. Yeah, but is tushy play like an actual fetish? Like there may be a term for something, like an actual. Every I type in tushy play and it changes to something oh, else. Okay. About go karts. It turns baseball. into uh, <laughs> uh, roses and puppies. We will be crossing the line. Don't be a big baby about it. That's uh, that's the line that gets me. All right, let's uh, get some names for ad number two. Okay, so the first one is not really a name, but it is a name, and it's hilarious. Uh, they put uh, wants in a lifetime. Okay. Okay. Uh, it is Mexico. Yep. Uh, Steven Tryler. Oh, that's pretty Mike good. Mike Trisom. Tryon Reynolds. I like Steven Tryler. Neil deGrasse Tryson. That's good. Ooh, that's a good one, too. Almost like a scientist. I don't know. Scott, you make the yo- Reggie, you make the call. Reggie Tush. <laughs> Reggie Tush Dang is it. good. I'm going to go with, uh, can you repeat the very first one? Because I liked it. Steve, what? Once yeah, Steve, in a lifetime, Steven Tryler, yeah, yeah, Mike Steven Tryson. Tryler, thank okay. you. Steven Tryler. Yeah. Uh, S-T. S-T-E-V-E-I. Okay. Steven Tryler. Okay. Reggie Name. Tush. <laughs> Try and Seacrest is good too. <laughs> oh, I already wrote down Steven. I know you did. All right, here we go. Our final ad, ad number three. John Patrico coming at you. Mommy needed for post BDSM cleanup. Man for woman, 33 years old, Berlin, Germany. Attention, mommies and grannies. Oh, boy. I need aftercare. I'm a dom in the BDSM world, and I love it. But it's not the easiest lifestyle once everyone else has had their fun. Who cleans up after the party? Who cleans the dom after the party? Seeking Den Mother, assistant to help clean all the 
BDSM gear, blindfolds, ropes, and restraints. You will have to unwrap the subs, move bodies, and administer first aid when needed. 95% of the time, there will be leakage. You will be soothing sores and help with bruises. We will also need food and meds. A culinary background is not required, but we'll put you at the top of the list. Light dusting, but no windows. I will also need you as a quote-unquote therapist. You have to tell me how good I did. Reply back soon. We have a session set up for this weekend. Each session lasts about eight hours. Competitive wage. Thanks. Uh, all right. <laughs> I see a lot more moist during that one, or is it just me? I don't know. I don't like it. All right, Jeff, you want to run us through this ad? Uh, not really. This is somebody who loves that sort of lifestyle, and there is a mess when it's over. <laughs> yes. <DSM> lifestyle. <laughs> and it's like, remember the high school parties, Tone, when you would host these parties and people would go nuts and there'd be beer and food and everything, and everybody, everybody leaves, has got to clean up. Who's going to clean out the mess, huh? Yeah, and you do need to be careful because there will be leakage. Ugh. And I don't even know what that means. 95% of the time. <laughs> Soothing sores, helping with bruises. See, when I first read this, it was like, uh, you know, you'll need to unwrap the subs. And I'm thinking, what, for Jimmy John's? <laughs> <laughs> we got a large assortment of subs here. They got, nope, that's submissives. I think it's great that you got to worry about leakage, soothing sores, bruises, and then light dusting, too, <laughs> if you don't mind while you're here. No windows, though. You can just I'll up. do this, but I'm not doing windows. you got to move bodies. That's always nice. <laughs> this is competitive wages. That's, that's true. Fantastic. I don't know if there's any bennies, but... No bennies. I'm no sure bennies. It's, it's cash. It's a, a cash-only transaction. But listen... After all these BDSM sessions, you don't think about cleaning the restraints and the blindfolds uh, and stuff. That's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to wipe them down. You got to wipe them down. You got it. stuff stains. <laughs> 95% of the time, there will be leakage. Uh, what uh, does that mm. mean? What leakage? <laughs> I'm just going to assume that there's lots of lube that's being used, and that's what's leaking. Uh, okay. That's that's what okay. that's, that's what I'm going to assume. That's that. the best. Uh, Yum. All right, uh, names. Oh, my God, dude. So there's four names, and I think these are all great. Uh, name number one, I think we might even have this before, but Clean Wilder, which I think is good. We also have Dom Del, you please. Oh. Jimmy Doms, because of subs uh-huh. and Dom. I love this. Made Boggs. All right, there it is. Oh, my gosh. Made Boggs. All right, there are your three ads. Activate the voting, please. It's activated. Oh, we have a nominee number one. That's Harry Manilow. That's the guy that's just got thick leg hair and thick chest hair, and he wants you guys to intertwine legs and wrestle, and then uh, there's going to be a mutual Joe happening. Okay. Steven Tryler is uh, nominee number two. That's the person that pretty much just wants to try everything. I mean, everything has this long list. I mean, it includes tushy play and all kinds of stuff. He just wants to try he everything. He will be crossing the line, and yes. you just heard from uh, Made Boggs. Listen. I'm not sure who I'm going to vote for, so somebody's got to convince me. Let's start with uh, Jeff. Damn it. <sighs> Jeff, Harry who are we for? I mean, that's just, that's just a gay dude, right? That's just a, just a gay man. Sure, gay, hairy yeah. man. Yes. Yeah, gay, hairy man. There's no crime there, I don't think. Uh, must be Listen, open-minded. Listen, no, I don't think any of these are crimes. No. Just are they freaky? Um, 
gosh, number two, you don't really know what you're getting into. I mean, there's a laundry list, but you don't know which day you're going to do which one. It's hard to prepare. I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go with number three, Made Boggs. For the reason of? I don't know other, well... I can be convinced otherwise, but I'm going I'm to go with that one just thinking, okay, the lifestyle itself is very off-center, but then to think that somebody's going to come in from the outside of this world and just clean up for you. I think, I think so you're going with... Yeah, uh, I'll go okay, with Maid Boggs, but I can be swayed, for sure. I think my heart is telling me to go with uh, Steven Tryler. Me too. Because the fact that this guy wants to go through all that stuff, I don't even yeah. know what's, what's, what sticks are. Is that like poke me with things? I don't know. Or is that like taking going to the woods and getting a stick and doing stuff? I don't know. All I know is that the reason that that ad gets my vote is because of the simple fact that at the end he goes, we will be crossing a line. Don't be a baby about this. Oh, so once you're there, you yeah, like you show you show up. Once you're in, you're in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't be a baby. I'm very real. Number two needs to go to number three's parties, first of all. I think number three's parties are weak for number two. That's everyday things. Stuff, yeah. yeah. I want to try it all. All right, I'm going with, with Stephen Trawler. So is Tony. Uh, King Scott. I, you know what? Throw me on there. He oh, has, yeah? Yeah, scratch me off. You guys are right. Yeah, I mean, three, he said he's moving bodies, but I don't know what that means exactly. But yeah, two wins. Two is going to be the winner. Now, I'm not taking anything away from, uh, from nominee number three, but they're just looking for a maid to clean up. Yeah. yeah Man, yeah. I... Mm, to host those parties... You'll also need to be a quote-unquote therapist. Yeah, to tell me how good I did. So that means they got to, you got to be there during this, or just wow, from this mess, you you must. Yeah, have been man, amazing. you did a great. Yeah, you were great. Yes. With all the leakage, I mean, it's, uh, uh, how are you still standing <laughs> with all that leakage? <laughs> all right, thank you all for uh, for listening, and thank you all for your uh, votes. We will have the winner when we sign on tomorrow morning. Craigslist Freak of the Week. Hey, it's Garth Brooks. Thanks for listening to my friends on The Rizzuto Show. In the morning. And down at Fandango. In the afternoon and all your favorite Garth songs all day long. Now, that's a great combination. Boy, uh, Patrico's been uh, raving about this uh, the show on the Vice Network. Mm-hmm. What's it called? The Dark uh, Side of the Ring. Dark Side of the Ring. So it's about wrestling, but it's about the bad stuff, the bad side of wrestling. And uh, what is this jerk talking about? So I watched it last night. There's a two-part episode on Chris Benoit. Yeah, that was season two. You missed all of season one. Yeah, no, I, I yeah. but I wanted to watch that specific. You were picking, you were picking and, and that, that's yeah, yeah. the best part. You don't have to watch them in order. You well, can watch it on demand. So I picked the uh, Chris Benoit one. That's the guy that wound up like murdering his wife and his like seven-year-old kid, and then and then uh, committing suicide. Man, you're right. What a good show. It's incredible. The way they do it is great. Uh, they show old clips, but they also do like reenactment stuff. Is it just and, the dark, uh, literally the bad stuff? Yeah. Like, Each uh, episode like, is about something, a wrestler. Wrong, like fa- like wrong. I say the name to you, Fabulous, Fabulous Moolah. Okay. That's like one of the most famous female wrestlers on the history of the planet. She is looked at as the pioneer of female wrestling. But what you didn't know is that like... She used to pimp out ladies. She used to beat the women. She used to like. Is that from do- season one? Yeah. Oh, I gotta watch that. Yeah. Like, I what's mean, the one I should watch next? Um, there's one on Owen Hart. One. I think you should watch the Montreal Screwjob. The Montreal Screwjob is where it's Bret Hart is in a contract negotiation with Vince McMahon of the WWE, and he wants to go to WCW, and they basically. 
they backdoor him into Steelway, and he goes on an absolute rampage. And it's just really impressive. I'm going to watch that today. You you hear from, like, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Yeah, they have have the wrestlers talking about it. Are are the guys, the guy wrestlers at least, the problems that they incur, is it largely steroids or no? Uh, Well, the Chris Chris Benoit one, I mean, steroids, I mean, you could see played a big part in that. They're saying saying Chris Benoit is steroids and possibly CTE. Hmm. Well, yeah, they, they 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 get into that. They get into that, and his uh, his like best friend had died a couple months before. Man. Eddie Guerrero, I what, forgot about that story. What is their the organization's stance on steroid use? Is it a don't ask, don't tell, or they say you can't use it? Or what? I think they say you can't use it, and they test for it. But also, like how the Undertaker is dead, you know, like we're gonna test for steroids. We just got his drug test back, and it didn't come up with any of the bad steroids. You know what I'm saying? Like, we tested for this and this and this, and they are all clear. Well, you could but test- then there's all these other things that... You could test for anything right. and then not do anything with the test. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right? There's no repercussions is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I, don't know that's, I don't know if that's the way it is, but that's, it's, pretty, it's on demand. Uh, and I'm sure if you have, like, Apple TV or something or the Roku stick, yep. you can download the Vice app and it'll be on there. It'll give you, it like, there was a couple episodes, like, there's an episode with uh, Bruiser Brody, which I was like, is an old school wrestler. I have no, I don't care about him. I got no, nothing invested in this. And that was one of my favorite episodes because, I mean, it talks about his, his murder mm-hmm. and how he died. Yeah. All right, I'll watch that. I'll watch the uh, Montreal Screwjob. I think you'd like, and that's today. more that's more wrestling than it is like outside of the ring. But like all the like intricate details of what happens behind yeah, the good. scenes, it's really good. Uh, and uh, you know, Vice has a uh, has a website, the Vice website, and they have this column on there called Fun Bag, and I love I love the author of the of the column, a guy named uh, Drew Maggery, and his topic. Earlier this week was who's the most annoying cartoon character of all time? <laughs> Who was the most annoying cartoon character of all time? I'll tell you who mine will be. Scott, who do you think? Who do you think is number one? Man. The most annoying cartoon character of all time. It would have to be um I think I agree with this. Dang it. I almost think like the the old creepy guy on Family Guy, you know, that's really weird. And he always has that weird Herbert laugh. the pervert. Herbert the pervert. Yeah, but he's not, I mean, he's not a, one of the main okay, characters. Okay, so it's, it's got to be Looney Tunes where they just make a goofy noise and like meep meep and run off or something. I need a specific one though. Um, shoot. I'll, I'll say um, Roadrunner. Roadrunner. Did not make his top 12. Mm. Who do you think? Um, I think that uh, Tasmanian Devil will be put on there. He didn't. Nope, he didn't have that on there. Um, mm-hmm. Tweety Bird. Uh, no, but he's, he's quite annoying. Who do you think, Jeff? I can't think of the guy's name, but the big, tall, um, uh, like, is it a rooster or a chicken or something? Oh, yeah. He always repeats himself. Foghorn Leghorn. Leghorn. Oh, I love him. He's one of my favorites. Just because of the way he talks is just annoying. I see, I see. Uh, Yeah, exactly. I say, I say, I I had a good day. I say, I. (laughs) No, no. What about, uh, what about, uh, Daffy Duck? I know some people got to think that he's annoying. Daffy mm. Duck, Donald Duck. Donald Duck is on here. Elmer Fudd. Oh, I know the perfect. answer. I know the answer. Who? SpongeBob. SpongeBob is the number one. Really? Because yeah. of his voice. Okay. Like, he always does those weird voices and stuff like yeah. that. Here's what he says. I exist in a don't, netherworld. Jeff, don't. No, I do exist. SpongeBob's voices. <laughs> I exist in a netherworld where I'm too old to have, uh, have been reared on that show. 
and also too old to have watched it while stoned in college. Yeah. <laughs> this is exactly where I sit on the show, too. I have only experienced SpongeBob as a parent, and it's miserable. Everyone on the show is screaming all the time. Yep. Then his number two is Alvin and the Chipmunks. No one over six likes Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> Kids ditch Alvin because he sucks. Then Mater. Mater from uh, Cars. Oh, man, yeah. From what? From Cars. He's uh, oh. Larry the Cable Guy's uh, the tow truck. Yep. Tow Mater. He says, I remember watching Cars and realizing for the first time that Pixar didn't always have my best interest in heart. You know, one of mine is, this is, again, personal, and I don't think it would be on that list, is Krang from the Ninja Turtles. First off, the voice is incredibly annoying, and plus, he's a jerk. Yeah, he is a jerk. Uh, then it's Porky Pig. Porky Pig is a tightwad, a loser, and a pervert. He gives pigs a bad name. Then he says, Donald Duck, a total a-hole. All he does is piss and moan about everything. If I had to pick another one, it would be, and I forget the kid's name, but it's the kid from Paw Patrol. Alex. <laughs> Alex from Paw, Alex. Paw Patrol. You prick. I hate that kid so much. Uh, also annoying, Goofy, the original mater. Just a big redneck. Uh, then he writes all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. All of them. Yeah, this guy's an idiot. Again, and I know this is going to really make somebody, this list sucks. Yep. Ah, if it weren't for the theme song, I wouldn't know the difference between any of them. Oh, they love pizza? Wow, big quirk there. How about everybody from Rugrats? What? I agree, Rugrats, yep. Yep. John Arbuckle. Chucky from Rugrats is super annoying. John Arbuckle, who's a Garfield? Is that Garfield? That's a Garfield's oh, yeah. keeper? Yeah. Just an endlessly pathetic loser. Serves no useful purpose to society. Discusses all women within his radius. Yeah, if you want to spend some time on the internet today, type in Garfield without Garfield. And they uh, take the comic strip, they remove Garfield from everything. Is this John talking to himself? <laughs> and it is genius. <laughs> it is genius. Uh, Spike from Transformers. He's the kid who gets to hang out with the Autobots even though he does nothing useful. <laughs> all he does is become imperiled for the, the second something bad happens, which is all the time. Then sober Barney Gumble. From The Simpsons. There's no point in having Barney on The Simpsons if he's not drunk and belching. Uh, Caillou. Oh, yeah, Caillou. Caillou, that's the bald-headed kid. Oh, my God. Ah, that does, like, is, is he dressed Caillou. like a monk? Loved Caillou. Or no, that's not it. What's that? What am I thinking of? He says Caillou is satanic. Hmm. Right? Is that what I'm talking about? The bald-headed kid? Yeah. Caillou? He's got a hat, like a blue hat. Is that like... Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. I don't, I don't He's know. a bald-headed kid with the circle with the circle head. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about now. And then also back to SpongeBob, uh, Ruby. Ruby sucks. Who's Ruby? Ruby's is that the girlfriend? The squirrel? Yeah, I think Ruby the squirrel. I think so. Is that right? Oh. You're a SpongeBob guy, Scott. Come on. I know. I think Ruby's a squirrel. No. Yeah. No? The I typed in Ruby SpongeBob and nothing showed up. Who's Ruby? Is that Ruby somebody? Is Ruby maybe another cartoon? I, why did you say SpongeBob? Because this guy writes, Ruby sucks, but hey, at least she ain't screaming all episode long like SpongeBob does. This is Max and Ruby, and it's a it's a like a, a rabbit, a bunny. Oh. oh, so I guess Ruby's his own thing, hmm. or her own thing. Who's what's What's that character's name on SpongeBob? Oh, it's Sandy, isn't it? Sandy, Sandy Squirrel. Yeah, 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 you're right. Sandy, Sandy Squirrel. Sandy Squirrel. Thank you. 
All right, today is June 11th, back in the day, 278 years ago, 1742, Benjamin Franklin invented the stove. 57 years ago, 1963, a Buddhist monk set himself on fire on a Saigon street to protest the government of South Vietnam. And that's the picture from the first Rage Against the Machine cover. Mm. That is a Buddhist monk actually setting himself on fire. And there's, I mean, has anybody seen the video of that? No. I don't know if I want to. Like, there were, there were cameras rolling. This guy with self-immolation is what they call it. It's, it's disturbing. Nope. And he, he douses himself with gasoline and sets himself, sets himself on fire while kind of praying. Jeez. That same day, 57 years ago, 1963, Alabama's governor, George Wallace, blocked the front door to an auditorium at the University of Alabama to try to keep its two black students inside and register. Finally, the National Guard stepped in, moved the governor, and got Vivian Malone and James Hood inside and registered. It's Wallace that Leonard Skinner is singing about in Sweet Home, Alabama, when they say in Birmingham they love the governor. And some people thought that was an endorsement right. of segregation. But if you listen to the song, after they say it, the next line is, boo, boo, boo. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, did I, you know? I mean, I knew that's what they did, yeah, but I didn't know that was. Then I thought goes, that was them just jamming. I thought it was just. Ooh, ooh, that's what I thought. Yeah. I, yeah. I look it up. I just thought it was. Like, we can't think of lyrics here, so we'll go. Ooh, ooh. And and then and then it goes. Now we all did what we could do, mm. which was a reference to trying to get Wallace out. We tried. Hmm. Forty-one years ago, nineteen seventy-nine, John Wayne died of uh, the lung and stomach cancers. The Duke was seventy-two. 38 years ago, 1982, E.T. opened in theaters. 34 years ago, 1986, Ferris Bueller's Day Off opened in theaters. 30 years ago, 1990, 43-year-old Nolan Ryan pitched his sixth no-hitter, which made him the oldest man to throw one. And that record was broken the following season when Nolan Ryan tossed his record seventh no-hitter. And that record still has not been touched. And it may be one of those records that nobody nobody ever breaks. I don't think anybody will come close to that. Seven no-hitters. Damn. What's what's second place? Do we know? Like as far as old? Yeah. Like who Well, he would be in se- he would be in second yeah, place. Yeah, so who has yeah, who's the other one? Like who would be Yeah, in that's third what I'm saying. Place? Like who, if he's yeah. in third place with five. Uh, uh Sandy Koufax has four, Verlander has three, and then I mean Mike Fears has two. Oh, you're talking about number of no hitters? Yeah. yeah. So, oh, yeah, it's Nolan Ryan has seven, and then the next active player that is close is Justin Verlander, who I think it's safe to say you could say is rounding the bases on his career. Mm-hmm. He has three. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that'll never be touched. 28 years ago, 1992, the Supreme Court ruled that people who commit hate crimes motivated by bigotry may be sentenced to extra punishment. 27 years ago, Steven Spielberg released the first Jurassic Park movie. 24 years ago, 1996, Garth Brooks made a surprise appearance at Fanfare in Nashville and signed autographs for 23 straight hours. What? Wow. 21 years ago, 1999, Star Trek legend DeForest Kelly, better known to his fans as Dr. Leonard Bones McCoy, died of stomach cancer at the age of 79. That same day, 21 years ago, 1999, Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me. Well, that was released. 19 years ago, 2001, Timothy McVeigh was executed for the 1995 Oklahoma City bombing. 18 years ago, uh, 2002, the very first season of American Idol premiered. Wow. 
Dude, so Spy Who Shagged Me, that's the second one, right? Because the first one's International Man of Mystery. The second, the second one, one is yeah, Spy Who Shagged Me. Dude, that's the only movie that I've been pulled out of the theater from, and I will never forget that. The feeling that I felt that day, I feel that every time I see that movie, and it's vomitous. Like, I want to throw up. Well, you went, you were supposed to go see another movie. We were supposed to go see another movie, and then my buddy's mom knew that we were not going to go see it. And we went, we sat in the theater, and it was packed. This is when movie theaters were legit packed. And it was packed. We were all there, and all of a sudden, the opening credits are, are happening. As the opening credits are happening, uh, all of a sudden, there she is. She walks in, and I hear, John! Oh, no. Tony! And I'm like, oh, my Lord. And we stood up, and as we stood up, there was half of the theater that went, Ooh. Oh, no. And I'm like, I just want to jump into traffic. <laughs> just want to jump into traffic right now. Man. Uh, 15 years ago today, 2005, Mike Tyson quit mid-match in his fight against Kevin McBride. It was probably one of the saddest things to see. Yep. Yeah. I was just reading about Kevin McBride the other day. And then he announced his retirement. And Kevin McBride, to this day, goes, I don't care if he quit, if he got knocked out, or if he just didn't show up. All I care about is that on my record, it says I beat Mike Tyson. He he actually had a pretty decent record, right? Because people give him him crap, and they're like, yeah, you say you beat Mike Tyson, but he gave up, and he goes, I don't care. He was whooping his ass. I beat Mike Tyson. I put Mike Tyson in retirement. Yeah, he goes, I beat Mike Tyson. I don't care what anybody says. But did anybody remember watching that? Mm-mm. It was no. it was almost like pathetic the way he, like Mike Tyson had kind of a smile on his face, just going, "I can't, you know, I can't do it." Wow. If I, if I do recall, you almost feel for him. Feel bad for him. Yeah. And at ten years ago, twenty ten, the rest of the planet was introduced to the Vuvuzela when the <laughs> World Cup opened in South Africa. Brazil wound up banning them from the uh, twenty fourteen World Cup. Too funny. And that's what happened back in the day. It was a lot. The Rizzuto Show. Crap on celebrities. All right, time to find out what's going on in the world of music and entertainment with your Crap on Celebrities. It's brought to you by Amco Ranger, protecting people and property from pests since 1965. It has got to be super tough to be one of these network news anchors and network political talkers because you say one bad thing and it can be over for you. And obviously here, too. But Tucker Carlson, I'm sure you probably saw what happened here. Uh, Back in 2018, 20 companies inked ads from his show because he talked about undocumented Americans making America, quote, poorer and dirtier and more divided. Obviously, he stuck around because he has one of the one of the largest. He's the one that took over for Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, and and he's got a huge audience, but they are uh, dumping. Uh, some advertisers are are jumping off of the bandwagon. His stance on the death of George Floyd, and he said uh, him believing the nationwide protests were quote Black Lives Matter riots. Disney said bye bye. Uh, T- Thank you, Papa John's, and Smile Direct all jumped off the Tucker Carlson bandwagon. But he's done this before in 2018, and he gets ratings, and he um, other people will jump on, I'm sure. I just can't imagine how tough that's got to be. Say one or two word thing, and, and advertisers jump. Uh, Netflix, if you pull it out today, has anybody got on Netflix yet today? Your homepage is going to look a little different. No. Nope. Oh, really? uh, promoting its curated selection of, quote, films, series, and documentaries about, quote, racial injustice and the black experience in America. Black Lives Matter collection, over 45 titles uh, right there on the front. Uh, stuff that you'll know and stuff that you don't know, like uh, just stuff like Orange is the New Black um, and Malcolm X's stuff. Uh, Spike Lee's new, duh, I, I guess it's pronounced Duh Five Bloods, which is out Friday. That's Defy on, Bloods. Defy Bloods. Uh, that's out on Friday. That's on the homepage as well. And all, it, when they see us, um, all kinds of stuff. So it's going to look a little different for you. Well, how could, how could nobody have said 
Dora the Explorer for most annoying cartoon. You know what? Hey, if man. you go to Ranker.com, she's number one. Because I did that when you, you went into commercials. I was like, oh, I wonder who's on their list. They were. I didn't even. That didn't even pop into my yeah. head. And you could say um, Swiper on that program too. Swiper, no swiping. Swiper is the only redeeming value. It's kind of annoying. I love that show. That was the only that redeeming was, character. That was out of my realm. Like my kids are too oh, old, or yeah. my kids are too young for that. And like I was too old, so yeah. I don't. I don't remember any of that. Uh, HBO Max subscribers in the room? Yes, no. Yeah, I get it for free. Do you yeah. how? I'm uh, with AT and T. Oh, look at yeah. you. Look at this guy, huh? Yeah. Uncle Water, your house. Well, yeah. I, I hope you've been enjoying all of these titles that are now going to go away. Aww. About three dozen titles already going as of July 1st. That includes some DC titles like four Batman movies from the 80s and 90s. Justice League, gone. Batman versus Superman, gone. Suicide Squad, Lego Batman, Wonder Woman, all going. Why? I, they didn't say. They, didn't Warner Heart, Brothers own all that? Braveheart. The Hobbit trilogy, Gran Torino, The Meg, Pretty in Pink, Tropic Thunder. So every good Shutter film they have? Island, yeah. Sisterhood of Traveling Pants. I know you're a huge fan mm-hmm. of that. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Jordan Peele's Us All Leaving HBO all gone, Max huh? as of July 1st. That's so. a bummer. So that brings me to who is the greatest movie hero ever. Uh, the Empire Magazine did a poll the of their readers. The movie hero. Yes. And the theme to who came out to be number one is in there whenever you want to play it. Is it? I is think it, it's pretty obvious. Is it a car, is it a comic book character? No. Mm. Are there any comic book characters on there? Re- yes. re- hey, real quick. Like Iron Man. I don't see Iron Man on here. And I only have like the top six or seven or so. Real quick about the DC thing and HBO Max. They're saying that they put all those movies out there so people will subscribe and watch them. And then they're going to put them on a rotation. Oh, so they're coming So it's going to be like Netflix. Yeah, it says here, HBO Max confirms that DC titles will rotate throughout the platform. They own all those titles. So they're doing a vault kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. So the number one number one would be pretty obvious whenever you want to hit the theme over there. But I'll tell you something. As as far as heroes go, movie heroes. Movie heroes. Superman. Moana. Okay. Elsa. Alex Foley from Beverly Hills Cop. Okay. Axel. Axel Foley. I would say Harry Stamper Sorry, from Armageddon. No. Uh, oh, he nah. saved the whole world, That though. is true. I mean, that's a good guess. That's a really that's, good guess. All right, fine. Katniss Everdeen from The Hunger Games. Ah, okay. Marty McFly. Okay. Sarah Connor from Terminator. This is all over the place. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Trinity from Matrix. What about uh, the the alien? Uh, alien? Ripley? Ripley, yeah. On the list. What about Will Smith? Uh, not on this particular, but it is a top 50, and you can the link is on, Ooh, the, Bond? on the blog. Bond? Uh, no bond on this particular Black Panther. Uh, what about uh, Luke Skywalker? Not on this particular Leia. list. Uh-uh. Well, like I said, it's it's Han 50, Solo. and I just got a, a handful of them. Uh, Ripley from uh, Alien. Rick Blaine from Casablanca. Okay. Or as we say in Fenton, Casablanca. Who's number one? Uh, Liam Neeson from Taken. Superman. He says it's not Superman. Oh, give us a hint. Uh, I think there's three in the trilogy. Mission Impossible three, three, guy. Three in the trilogy. That makes a lot of sense. Mm. I think there's three, maybe four. I think there's another one coming. Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Oh, oh, yeah. oh really? Yeah. That's awesome. This would be the fifth one, right? Yes. Yeah, because there was that one in 2000, whatever, with Shia LaBeouf. So they did a top 50. They, uh, they're they not releasing the entire list uh, yet, but their new Heroes issue, and again, this is Empire Magazine, hits newsstands today. Are there still newsstands? Around somewhere. I guess in Clayton. I guess in New York City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, happy five years to uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Five years ago, she came out to the public as transgender. 
Is that when she was on the cover of that? Yeah, on its Vanity, I think it was. Yes. It was a Vanity Fair. Uh, she transitioned at the age of 65, so that was five years ago. So how old is she now? 73. Damn it, I knew you guys would know that. Uh, she then became known as the new generation part of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. She says, no regrets. I came out five years ago, this month actually. Um, and as I look back on it, it was something I had to do. I, was, I think it was neat that she had the band with her. That's why. I, that's why I chuckled. In All the of a bathroom. sudden, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> yeah, you don't. You don't really see her on the news uh-uh. a lot. Not a whole lot. But I just realized that her vo- or her voice is almost the same as Louis Anderson's. Oh my like, God, you're right. I came out five years ago this month, actually. Um, and as I look back on it, it was something I had to do. Hmm. From from baskets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, just God. in general what a great too. Show. Man, what a great show. Yeah, he's amazing. Uh, 20 women accused Russell Simmons of sexual misconduct, and he denies all charges. This is the first interview um, since all this stuff has happened. He says he is guilty of being a man whore, but that's pretty much it. So I know what I'm guilty of, and I've been unconscious as a playboy, and today the title is appropriate uh, womanizer. So I'm guilty of that. Okay. Uh, some women are saying that's uh, rape. Others say it's m- sexual misconduct. It's not womanizing is what they are saying. Uh, the Recording Academy announced some new Grammy rules. I would love your guys' opinion on this. Like Rookie of the Year. You can only be Rookie of the Year once, right? Correct. Yeah. Not with Best New Artist with the Grammys. As of 2016, the rules said that a Best New Artist nominee had to release at least five songs or one album, but no more than 30 songs or three albums. Now there are no limits on how much music as as an artist you have released before this. Instead, nominees are only not eligible if they have, quote, attained a breakthrough or prominence prior to the eligibility year. So in other words, Ridge, you can put out seven albums and nothing happens, but on your eighth album, it blows up, you can get best new artist. Ah. Yeah. Beyonce is reportedly set to uh, get a very, very, very big deal. We're talking three Disney films, $100 million to uh, to do the music. In the wake of, obviously, all that live-action success in The Lion King, she was Nala, I guess it was. Uh, according to The Sun, she will appear on the soundtrack for Black Panther 2, a couple other films, and she will getting, she'll be getting $100 million for that. Good money if you get it, huh? Yep. I just wish I could sing. That would be really cool. <laughs> Uh, birthdays. Uh, Shia LaBeouf is 34. Joshua Jackson is 42. Peter Dinklage is 51. Dr. Oz is 60. Hugh Laurie. This shocked the crap out of me. Hugh Laurie from House, yeah. 61 years old. Wow. I didn't think he was that old. Okay. And major accent. Joe yeah. Montana, 64. And today's Burton birthday of the day. He is the drummer from ZZ Top. And shockingly enough, he is the one without a beard. Except Frank for his Beard. last name, Frank Beard, and he is 71 <laughs> years old today. Uh, today's porno birthday, which is being brought to you by Patricia's, where fun and fantasy, uh, fantasy meet, is Anastasia Blue. And today's birthday, girls see more privates than a drill instructor in 141 fine films, including This is Anal Warfare, <laughs> Generation Sex, Liquid Gold Volume 4, Return to Sender, Young and Dumb, Volume 7, and who can forget her unforgettable role in Do Not Watch This Movie. Anastasia Blue is 40 years old. That's your porno birthday, crappy birthday, and that is your crap on celebrities. All right, let's get into today's topic, uh, today's musical topic, which we do, which uh, Donnie will do when he comes on next, which Lux will do in the afternoon. Today's topic is the most underrated bands 
in our opinion. So we got to pick one and play a song from it. Most underrated bands, and I think this was probably one of the more tougher ones to come to a consensus on as far as uh, as far as what we're going to play. And I think I think we've come up with a pretty decent one and a, and a decent song from this group. But uh, King Scott, you there? Okay, he left. I think did he go to get our guest? Yeah, mm, perhaps at least, least one's here. So yeah, I could play you his song if you'd like. Yeah, well, who did who did Scott say was was uh, who did, who did he say the most underrated band was? Manchester Orchestra. Okay, what was that? What was their song? Shake it out. Manchester Orchestra. Shake it out, shake it out. I remember this group. Okay. All right, Jeff, what about you? Most underrated bands? <clears throat> I, I went through a bunch of them. Janice is a band that I, for some reason, connected Janice, to. Janice, okay. Chicago, uh, right? Chicago mm-hmm. band? Yeah. yeah. We and played had, them for a hot minute yeah, on his hand, uh, station. Oh, I think two songs. They're working on new music, as a matter of fact. Their song was Eyesore, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And then uh, a band called The Posies from back in the day. They have a great song oh, yeah, called okay. Dream All Day, uh, My Big Mouth, that sort of thing. I interviewed them once, and they were really, really cool. Um, also, uh, what was the other one that I didn't pick? Um, K's Choice. Yeah. Okay, so K's Choice is not the song. K's Choice is a band to me that I think could have been bigger. And you remember the lead singer's name? No. They did a, a Point Fester 2. I actually proposed to her on the air. What was her name? Uh, Sarah Betts, oh, I think it was. Uh, and I say was, and this is the interesting uh, uh, information about the lead singer of uh, K's Choice is she's now a he. Oh, transition, Tom. Yeah, uh, it now goes by uh, Sam Betts. Huh? Because I look because she's he has done a bunch of solo stuff since then, which I really really dig. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna look up Kay's Choice and see what's going on. I had no idea about a year ago in May came out. Transition. Well, that, that reminds me of another band I could have put on my list. Against me. Yep, Against Me is incredible. That's Thrash great, Unreal. That's stop. a great. That's a great band, and the lead singer wound up trans. You know, tr- yeah. you know, uh, transitioning from transitioning male from female. male to female. Yeah, crazy. But my song uh, for a band that I wish would have gotten more recognition, and they put a song out a few months ago, maybe a year ago, something like that, and now I believe officially have broken up again is the Stone Roses. Ah, Love Spreads. And so many other great songs. So many other, I think that they just got knocked down by Oasis pretty much at the same time. Yeah, and this is, Stone Roses is a group that a lot of other groups from around this time, or even later, cite as influences. Yeah, and this guitar is in just about every song. If you like this guitar, you would love other stuff. Yeah, this is a good group. And this, this is like an eight-minute song, yeah. like the long version. Yeah. Uh, you, I Want to Be Adored is like ten minutes long. A lot of their songs are just jam songs like this one. Yeah, that's good. All right, what about you, Tony? Uh, Most so, underrated bands. So I had a, I had a bunch of, uh, you know, artists on here that I know, like, a lot of people probably don't know. They're newer artists. But, like, there's a, a couple different rappers, like uh, Prof and Sunreal, two rappers that I think should be much bigger than they actually are. Uh, Bryce Vine is a pop artist that I think should be huge. Wait, hold, hold on for a second. Is, yeah. is Steve Ewing here? Yes. You bring, bring him up. in. Bring uh, Steve Ewing in. I want to get his opinion on this. Well, so we got an actual musician in here. Might as well, right? We're missing uh, we're missing Moon today. Hey, we're on the radio. Hey, Steve Ewing, everybody! Hey, Jeff, do me a favor, brother. Uh, move that camera up a little bit right there so everybody can see your beautiful face. Now, that one right over there. This one. Yes, sir. Let me, uh, let me see what uh, what microphones are on here. Sweet. What is that, six? Put him so- Put Steve somewhere. Steve, right here, sir. <laughs> okay. Playing musical chairs here. 
Where are you going, Jeff? Here. Five? Steve right here. Steve right there. Right we got to get a mic condom for you. Safety first. Yeah, safety as always. Safety has to be first. I know here. we didn't just meet, but I'm using a mic condom. All right, there you go. Oh, There's uh, Jeff on that one. Hey, Stevie, everybody. Hey, Stevie. Oh. What's up, y'all? Um, Trent over here. He's playing guitar. With hey, you. Trent. How are you? Hey, We're talking about uh, the most underrated bands of all time. Sweet. So who do you think? Throw out, throw out an underrated band. I know I'm putting you on the spot. Oh, man. This is like I'm trying to answer that question. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out there and say Fishbone. Fishbone? Yeah. Party at Ground Zero is a great yes. song. Yes. All right. So Steve Ewan goes with uh, with Fishbone. Which who you know very, very well. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So Jeff said Stone Roses. Uh, who oh, else did you yeah. say? Case Choice. Case Choice. Janice. Janice. All great I said, bands. I said the urge, but you, and then you said who? Yeah, that's for overrated. Yeah. Uh, oh, come on, man. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Come on, man. <laughs> right. All right. So, Patrico, who'd you say? Okay, so I said Sunreal and Prof, which are the two rappers I put on there. Bryce Vine is a pop artist. Uh, as far as bands that, that we know here, Dirty Heads. Okay, Dirty Heads. Oh, yeah. uh, I love Dirty Heads. Yeah. yeah. Is that with Rome or not? Stop it. That's a different uh, band. Thirty Eight Special. Okay. I think 38 oh. Special is very Hold underrated. On. I don't think they were underrated, though. Yeah, I heard a lot of 38 Special. See, I feel like that's an underrated band. Like, if I say to somebody, like, oh, do you know 38 Special? They'll go, who? And then I go, this song. And they go, oh, yeah, I know yeah, that Jeff, song. Jeff, move right. Steve's mic. Uh, Steve's mic's oh, closer. should I get up closer? Yeah, um, I also think, and I know this one probably won't be all that popular, and you could probably debate, I think White Zombie. Yeah. I don't think White Zombie gets their due. Yeah. See? And then this band here. I call I say that they're underrated, but in reality, it's one of those bands that saw great commercial success, but people love to hate this band. Okay? And I know you're probably thinking Nickelback. Yeah, that's the first that's thing. That's the I first thing if I'm here. That's incorrect. It's this band. Okay. Steve, put some headphones on. Those headphones over there? Yeah. yeah. All right, go ahead. Play it. Oh, Creed? Yep. You think Creed's underrated? Yeah. I, I think they're underrated in a sense as to where people hated on them so much right. that you, you you forget to go, holy crap, this band is extremely talented. They're like, good. This is yeah. good. They're yeah. talented guys, yeah. Yeah, I, listen, I'm not a Creed hater. I'm not that, either. That first record of theirs, what, sold 10 million copies? A yeah. gajillion copies, yeah. I mean, it was, it was crazy. Okay. All right, I'll give it to you. That's pretty good. I'll give it to you. All right, here's my list. Most underrated bands. First off, Deep Purple. We all know Smoke on the Water. Right. Man, they got some great songs. You know Highway Star? Nope. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I don't know it by title. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, they also do Hush. Right. Na, 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 Hush. Okay, Deep Purple, man, is a great band. Underrated. Uh, how about plus the that, Kinks? Plus the words there. Na, 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 na. Yes, that's, that's some good songwriting. Good songwriting. Yeah. How about the Kinks? I love the Kinks. Me too. The Kinks, you know, you really got me. How about, the, I mean, the song Lola is insane. That's a great song. I don't think the Kinks get their due. Is, it, is there not a handful of artists that uh, redid Kinks songs and we didn't know that the Kinks did it first? Mm -hmm. Right? Didn't, didn't we discuss well, that? Well, Van Halen did. You really got me. Yeah, there's there's more than one, though, I think. Uh, I Waterloo know. Sunset from the, from the Kinks. Great, great song. Don't know that one. Uh, Faith No More. Everybody knows them for Epic. Man, they got some awesome songs, Faith No More. I don't think they get their due. I think they're underrated extremely. I would say Queens of the Stone Age. I'm a huge Queens of the Stone mm -hmm. Age fan. I think they should have been and should be bigger than they are. Somebody you turned me on to, uh, other than, you know, uh, Urban Dance Squad. 
Oh, yes. Deep, Deeper Shade of Soul. Great you, song. Yes, yeah. But so many other songs and who was influenced by them. Rage. Rage Against the Machine. Oh, yeah. I, would, I tell people that all the time. Like Urban Dance Squad first before Rage. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, if you it's listen crazy. to some of that Urban Dance Squad, you go, this is... Demagogue like, is a song. Well, like, oh. you, you would think like they'd be almost Rage Against the Machine demo tapes. Yeah. 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 Wow. But they, they were Rage before Rage was Rage. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, if anybody likes Rage, maybe check out Urban, Urban Dance Squad for sure. Uh, Eagles of Death Metal, one of my favorite yeah. bands. Mm-hmm. I think we played one or two of their songs on the point for a hot minute. That's all I Something about uh, I really want to be in L.A. or something like that. I, I want you so song. hard. Yeah, they have a record called so they have a, a record yeah. called Zippers Down, which is <laughs> which is incredible. I like That's the hilarious. bluesiness of that one particular song. I want you so bad. Um, I saw this group, this next group that I think is underrated. A couple years ago, Tommy the Boss brought me. You got to go see this group of me. We went to a Steeple Theater, and man, I was blown away. By what I saw. What a stage show. The band Ghost. Oh, yeah. I'm saying you're going to go see them. Yeah. And I became a Ghost fan. And I'm like, it's kind of silly. But their songs are really good. Very theatrical, right? Everybody's in masks. And rumor has it that Dave Grohl would every once in a while come out and play drums in a mask. Isn't in this the, the one guy is the... the the main guy, but he goes through different personas, right? Yeah, the Pope and... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's silly, but I like it. Ghost. Uh, Filter, I think, is a, is a terribly underrated band. I agree. Filter, it's all right, hey man, nice shot. They had Trip Like I Do. They take had a Take a Picture. But there are so many other great songs by Filter. Give it a listen. Is this the silliest thing to say, but I've said it before on, on the air. Take a Picture is a great song to hike to. I don't know why, really? but I love hiking to that song. Dude. I don't know why. That's the silliest thing in the world. There was a song for the longest time that when I wanted to get amped up for something, it was a filter song, and it's Welcome to the Fold. Mm-hmm. That's that song one. comes yeah, on, and good. I'm like, I'm lifting up the arch over my head right now. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't know. That was the song. And they have one of the greatest album titles that, I, that I, I've ever seen. They have an album called Short Bus, which... Mm. A <laughs> <laughs> great album title. Like an off red color or something like that. Short oh, bus. Man. Yeah. Uh, I also think um, the band Porno for Pyros, which. Oh, yes. I love this group. They put out two records. That was it. This was the uh, after Jane's Addiction broke off. It broke up. Harry Farrell, the lead singer, went and did, and did this thing. Um, a lot of great songs on this first record. The second record is great, too. Oh, somebody says Wolf Mother. I love Wolf Mother too. But I think I and I think the four of us had to had to come up with uh with one group and one song from the group. And I think mm-hmm. I think I think we hit the nail on the head here. Mm-hmm. I agree. Consensus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As far as most underrated band goes. Or one of the most underrated bands. The band's from Canada. Out of Toronto. Um I think they're huge still up there. But but they had, they had some some pretty modest success here in the states. And the song we're gonna play is the uh, the title track off a record that came out in 1997. And the band is Our Lady Peace. Oh, I love Our Lady Peace. Yeah, I, I for some reason I went through like an Our Lady Peace phase a couple a couple weeks ago. Did you did you ever get to the phase where you called them OLP, man? Never. Okay. <laughs> good. Good. <laughs> And if you ever hear me say that, I want you to punch me in the throat. You got it. 
But Our Lady Peace is a great band. And you know them from, from their song Superman's yeah. Dead and Somewhere Out There was a big song of theirs. But they got, I mean, the Clumsy record is amazing. Incredible. Insanely good, yeah. Uh, wow. They have another record called uh, Happiness is Not a Fish You Could Catch. Yeah, another great record. record. I like that record a lot. They have a record called Gravity, which is amazing too. But we'll play the title track off the Clumsy record. Again, this came out in 1997. Our pick for one of the most underrated bands out there, All Lady Peace, here's Clumsy. Most underrated band we chose Our Lady Peace in their song Clumsy. Tomorrow's topic is songs or bands with a color in the title. That's going to be easy to pick, right? Be, th- I've got my top right simple. now, but I'll, it'll probably change 472 times. All right, well, <laughs> we'll chop it up tomorrow. Steve Ewing's here. The Rizzuto Show, Traffic and Weather. And uh, we'll chat with Steve uh, after the break. He'll uh, sing a little song for us. We'll talk about uh, hot dogs and bodybuilding. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. Nothing else. Hot dogs and bodybuilding. That's it. <laughs> Nothing That's else. Life right there. It's the Rich Show on 105.7 The Point. All right, welcome back. It's the Riz Show. Steve Ewing joins us. And uh, Trent's got his guitar over there. You guys are going to play it for us in uh, just a couple minutes here. So let's uh, let's talk about these uh, these gigs coming up first. So you are at uh, Mount Pleasant Winery in, Aug- in Augusta uh, this weekend. This Saturday, yep. This Saturday at 2 o'clock. And yep. it's uh, you and a guitar and just... But I got my full Steve Ewing band. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's our four-piece rock band this uh, this Saturday out at the winery, Mount Pleasant. And and then we're doing the drive-in, the PowerPlex. Yes. We moved that one to July 2nd. Yeah, Thursday. so, yeah, the change of date. So it's supposed to be this weekend. Right. Uh, moving your PowerPlex date to Thursday, July 2nd. Yep. It's uh, the Steve Ewing band, Hounds, playing Hounds, with you. yeah. And then after all the music's done, they're playing the Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers. <laughs> ah, so great. Most cars ever used in a car crash, in a car chase scene. Yes. Ever. Where that's where they go to the mall? Yes. Yeah. That's great. It's the yeah. greatest before, car yeah. chase scene of all time. Have you been up to uh, Powerplex since they're doing the driving stuff now? I haven't seen any of the, the shows. Uh, my kiddo plays volleyball mm-hmm. in the mall, but I haven't seen any of the big shows they're doing. But the, the video that I've seen... Like on Facebook, looks great. Yeah, well, Jeff's daughter did their graduation up there, Eureka High School, and uh, you came back saying, I mean, it was incredible. The only thing that could have been better is if the Steve Ewing band played there as well, because it was yes. phenomenal. It turns into, like I said before, it's a, it's a tailgate. It is. You you get And your first thought was, and I think a lot of people think, when you get there, you have to stay in your car or something. Right. No, you park, you get out, get your coolers if you want to, and, and chairs, and just hang out. Yeah, and that would be oh, weird. Everybody sitting in their cars, but <laughs> but no, no. The way Jeff described it was, at least at the graduation, everybody's got their chairs out, right. their coolers out. Uh-huh. Um, the sta- it's a big stage. Yeah, it's a big stage, and then there was a couple of stages on either or a couple of places on either side that had monitors. Kind of kind of think of Point Fest mm-hmm. kind okay. of thing, where it's a big stage, and if you're in the back, there's monitors. I just want to make walk. sure there's enough room for Steve to roam around. Oh, yeah, you oh, like yeah, to yeah, roam. You're yeah, a jumper. You need, yeah. need a little bit. <laughs> you, need some, you need some space. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All good. He's got plenty of yeah, room. Yeah, I need to. He needs to really explore the stage. I want to make sure there's enough room <laughs> for him. You can go out and walk on the cars. That'd be kind of cool. That would be oh, awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. How close are the cars to the stage? 
Oh, I don't know. Uh, because with us, it was the end of the cars and then all the graduates oh, and then okay. the stage. So. Okay. so that, I don't know. I haven't been there for a show show yet. So I guess you would then tune in to a certain frequency on your car radio? Yes. They had a link that you could listen on your computer or you could, it was like 90-something on your on your stereo. Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I bet you it'd be one of the most interesting gigs you'd, you'd ever play. It's going to be extremely interesting, yes. I'm used to having people in front of me. Huh? And interacting, so this will be something else. This will be different. What imagine you, stage diving and just right on top of somebody's car, right, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right on a Mercury Sable, yeah, on a Miata, Mercury Sable. Obviously, the guy in the Mercury Sable got there first. All right, but I, want, I want everybody to go crazy, and it turns into a demolition derby in the middle of the parking lot. I want to see a circle pit yes. right there yeah. at E7, a circle pit. Can Can you think back? You know, uh, you know, you playing with the, when did you guys first start playing out with the Urge? 80, me, 87. All right, so think about some of the most unusual gigs you guys have ever done. Can 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 you hearken back to a, the to urge a weird catfish gig? Catfish dinner, we've done that before. The urge and what? Catfish dinner. Catfish dinner. Yeah, just out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah? There's a lot of out in the middle of nowhere gigs we've done on tour where I was like, we before we got there, we Driving up, I'm like, man, I don't know if we should be playing. Yeah. <laughs> How bad do I want to be in a band? <laughs> hey, listen, you got you got to do those gigs. You, know? you got to do them. Yeah, that's paying. That's paying your dues. Oh yeah. Yeah. Think about some unusual places you've played, or just uh, have about any really awkward gigs, like you guys are playing, or maybe you playing solo, and you go, why are we even here? Because nobody's either paying attention to me, yeah. or it's the wrong. It's the wrong it's atmosphere just, for this type just of music. Shouldn't be there. I can I can think of a couple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that uh, that garage gig. Wow. Just yeah. in somebody's garage? Yeah. We we like we play all kinds of private gigs. Like one where one of the guys that was there was just looking at us the whole time, just like this, snarling. Yeah, he at just you? was right in my face, just looked at me like for three hours. Just looked at me like that. Maybe that's why he hired you, just to <laughs> just to mean mug you for three hours. Hey, listen, as long as the check clears. Yeah, hey. <laughs> I know when I like I don't like something, I watch it for three hours straight. That's what I do. <laughs> and pay for it. Yeah, I'm paying for this. <laughs> I'm paying for this. Snarl at the guy. Hey, I pay for it. I can do whatever I want. I want to make sure I, that you know that I don't like this. So I'm just <laughs> sitting right here. <laughs> Life's too short, man. man. People, are, people are strange. Yeah. <laughs> they really are, but you know what? The people are good, and um, what happened uh, before the pandemic hit with your hot dog place mm-hmm. was, you know, we had received word that uh, both your uh, hot dog joints were closing down. Yeah, we were clo- we were closing. Yeah, you were closing down, and then an angel came in. Yep, we got uh, my partners came in and uh, helped me get the place back open, and really kind of jump started, like things like started really taking off, and then the pandemic hit. And then we had to really kind of figure out how to shift gears because yeah. I, I didn't want to close. And we do most of our business takeout anyway. Mm-hmm. So we really kind of pivoted on doing the whole online thing. And yeah. we kind of we stayed pretty busy. Well, I mean, the first location was uh, Steve's Hot Dogs. Uh, well, first he had a, a cart. Yep. It was a hot dog cart. Then you yep. opened up a brick and mortar place on the on hill. The hill. Yep. Um, and then the second location, Tower Grove. Correct. Um, so what the hill location closed first. Was yeah. it really the result of all the construction going down there that really killed you guys? Yeah, that was kind of, we were banging, and then the bridge came down, and then we still kind of kept banging, but just a slow decline. Yeah, it was that King's Highway Bridge. Yeah. And, and they, they yeah, they shut that down. Years. Yeah, so we lost, I'd say we lost about 20% of the business when the bridge came down. Mm-hmm. And then, um, then from then, it just kind of just slowly kind of 
started doing this, and I had the uh, and it was I had the other one open. Yeah. But I was still paying rent over here, and yeah. so I was stuck in that lease. And so when I finally got a chance to get out, that's when we closed the hill. Yeah, you, you think of some of these some of these projects to make areas, uh, you know, look better, be better, infrastructure, and oh, cool, man, we're getting a new bridge. Yeah. Uh, I will put a trolley in it's got, uh, and the it's loop. A, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> man, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Yeah, uh, the shrapnel's a good word. Yeah. yeah. But then while all that stuff is being done, the businesses, even a detour, yeah, uh, a small detour, yeah, will affect a business. It changes everyone's habits because they don't they no longer go to your place. They figure right. they find someplace else to go to. Yeah. Right. Because it may inconvenience them for three minutes, but they in yeah. their head they're like. Pfft. Right. Well, mm-hmm. I got to go where to get I mean, Steve's place. remember yeah. Highway 40 was shut down for how many years? Oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, all those businesses along there just were toast. Well, yeah. That's why I think about that loop trolley. Yeah. And how many businesses shut down. Because I, I'm telling you, I was one to go, go down to the loop to eat, all that construction. And yeah, I just didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to deal with it. Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's my fault. Right. But that's the way I, you know, I got a couple sure. minutes for lunch. I got a couple you, minutes for dinner. You weren't the only person. Thinking that, like right. a lot of people were. Sure, yep. Yeah, but uh, so then uh, you know, so you had to shut down that place, Tower Grove place, and then uh, yeah, you got another investor to come in, yep. and then the friggin' pants. Right. But the good thing is, you guys were set up for that. We were, we were. When when uh, my partner Danny, when she came on board, one of the first things we did was redo everything on the back end, like online, the website, our online ordering. So mm-hmm. when um, when the pandemic hit. We were set up to go just completely digital. So we we had, for weeks, we had no interaction with our customers except for just setting the bag of food out. Mm, yeah. And it was working, so. Yeah. Wow. But I'm, I'm sure a lot of your uh, your fellow restaurant owners, you know, they did not fare as well as you. And, and yeah. I don't know if you know any numbers or anything, but, you know, in your best guess, how many, what's the percentage of restaurants that will not reopen? I heard it's going to be like 25%. Of all restaurants, twenty five percent of restaurants aren't going to make it at wow. the end of the year. Yeah. Damn, it's hard enough. It's yeah. hard enough to open up right. a restaurant. It's extremely, and you need that income like all the need. Yeah, turnover all the time. Yeah, every day. Well, and it, and it also needs to be said that once he did get reestablished again, I mean, this is a guy that went through hell to get reestablished, and then sure. the work that he's been doing to help out everybody, like first responders and stuff like that, through the restaurant has been ridiculous. Yeah, we we uh we immediately jumped into uh, the community work. Um, in fact, a friend of mine, she's a marketing person, and another marketing person, and she was like, "You need to be getting in the community more." And uh, and so we reached out, and and the community said, "Yes, we want to help you do that." So, gosh, we we've been feeding fire, police. Yeah, it's amazing. Nurses, everything. Like we just, like. I'm going to go feed uh, 50 nurses as soon as I leave here. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. And all, all, listen, all that charity work and, and, and giving back to the community is, is appreciated. Yeah. It's cool. But the thing about opening up a restaurant, and, and I've always been, I've always been, man, just so, how the process is done and how restaurant owners won't make any money for the first, yeah, how long it is, um, and you put your heart and soul and you're working so many hours, yep. not making any money at first. What does that sound like? What industry does that sound like? Is that radio? <laughs> that or like music? The, or being in a band? Music yeah. industry? <laughs> yeah. Sounds You've like done this already totally, once yeah, in your life. Like the music industry. Duh. Yeah, yeah, glutton for punishment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the percentage of restaurants that don't make it, regard, pandemic or not, 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, you're putting your life savings into these into these places. Oh, I, that's what I feel for. There's some people who are losing their everything. Mm-hmm. Their houses and everything. Yeah, I can't imagine a business or a restaurant that had just opened. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you know, I, I, we built this place out. We're going to open in February. And the doors were open, and mid-March, everything's got to close. Yeah. Yep. Poof. Yeah. I put my life savings into the handshake store. And then this happens. <laughs> yep. And it's over. That's it. <laughs> I was going to have a second location, the High Five store. Yep. That's it. <laughs> you know, a place in the mall, the Hug store. Hugs are us. Yeah. Hugs are us. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think of the place downstairs here. There's a place downstairs uh, that I mean, just opened in February. After what? many delays. Yeah. So it was that, that Mediterranean. Orzo is what it's called? Orzo, yeah. All right. So. This place. It's, it's taken over a year to open up. They opened up in February. Uh, it was one of those things where the sign, the coming soon sign, they had to change several times. Yeah, it was uh, June 2019, and then all of a sudden they're like, <laughs> fall 2019, yeah. winter 2019, the last spring sign, 2020. The last sign was, eh. Yeah, it's all set. Just, <laughs> I don't know. Just keep checking, it said. So, That's where the provisions used to be down there, right? I think so. Right yeah. on the corner there, yeah. right mm-hmm. behind the fountain. Yeah. So while all this is going on, you're going through uh, you know, the stuff with the restaurants and... You know, dealing with all that stuff, we we open up, uh, you know, the uh, the Riverfront Times uh, website and see a picture of you bodybuilding on stage. <laughs> yeah. I go, where does it? So you're doing bodybuilding competitions? Where do you get the time to work out? Uh, I get like this this much time in the morning. <laughs> I get about 30 minutes in the morning. I go in. And that's that's about it. Like there's an oiled up Steve Ewing and and really really <laughs> tight <laughs> a tight speedo thing. <laughs> So I think I'm gonna probably compete one more time this year. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to compete one more time. Which one are you gonna do? Because I want to do the same one. As you. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to tie, right? Yeah, I don't. Want to tie. <laughs> and also, Jeff West should watch from the stands, right. but very oh, creepily behind. from behind. This year, I'll be. You need a locker room attendant. The, uh, you need a grease guy because I got a grease guy. You up, <laughs> Jeff <laughs> wants to be your greaser. Jeff's got real soft guy. hands. Oh, that's <laughs> This year I'll be competing with the 50-year-olds, though. So I'm, Whoa! Yeah, I'm in the 50-year-old group, yeah. For you. Wow. How old? Yeah. You're 50 now? I'll be, I'll, I'm 49. I'll be 50 when I, when I compete. Wow. Yeah. See, when you do it like, I run a lot. I do a lot of 5K. So when you hit certain levels, you, yeah. it's really easy to meddle. Like when I first turned 50, it's easy to meddle because there's... Yes, that's why I'm like, yes! You're the young guy in the 50 to 55 section yes. or whatever. All right, so we, we did a 5K last year, and this is a true story. Jeff accidentally put himself down as a 97-year-old. <laughs> you should see the medal for the He put himself down as a 97-year-old accidentally. And, and when the results came out, it was like Jeff Burton was first in his age group. And you go, oh, holy cow. <laughs> we didn't know until, until like a couple days later yeah. what the mistake was. Yeah. And you beat a guy who was in a walker, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, swe- I swept the leg. I, not just... And you know what? It says first place on the medal, and that's all that yes, matters. That's all you guess. It doesn't say 97-year-old first yep. place. just says first place. So first all it takes is a half-hour day just to, to work to out. Like that. I'm, getting, I'm getting about, right now, I'm getting nothing. But when I'm really like into it, I get... About a half hour to forty five minutes. Hmm. So you just kind of just go as hard as you can and get to, get to work. Putting so, up a lot of weight. Try to put up as much. What do we can. what do, what do we bench now? I don't really bench anymore because my shoulders won't let me mm. do that anymore. But I do um, I do a lot of squatting. A lot of squatting. I do a lot of squatting. 
Like yes. uh, waiters, so does wait, Jeff. Waiters. So do, <laughs> do you have Crohn's disease too? <laughs> <laughs> you look great. Wait, like holding weights and stuff. Like with the big bar. I'm, yeah. I'm how, bar. how much? How much um, weight do you put on there? Seven thousand. No, I'm. I'm not squatting that much. I'm old. I'm usually. I'm usually squatting around two twenty five. Yeah. So competition is when in August. Is that August? Yeah. When do you start working out to where you can be competitive right, and not the mess that you it's are mostly, now? It's mostly. It's mostly. It's mostly I mean, diet. Look at them. Oh, really? Okay. As you get closer to it, it's mostly like making sure your food is like perfect. Um, so you you set like your what they call macros of so protein, mm-hmm. carbohydrates, fats, and you're just taking this little yeah. So so like uh, leading up to the competition, what's a typical eating day like? I'm usually eating like every two hours. Um, it's it's a high protein diet, so a lot of fish, a lot of chicken, a lot of fish, a lot of chicken, um, some steak, a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you I'm, just cut back on the double stuff Oreos and just go with the regular exactly. Oreos, right? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> That's what you like no no yes. breads or anything. No, I'm right now. I'm just. I have like a, a set amount of carbohydrates, but yeah, I'm cut. I cut bread out. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Could the amount of self control is yeah. just. That's no the thanks. hardest part. Is the is the keeping your diet together. Well, especially working at a restaurant with all those great yeah. foods. You know, hot dogs and burgers and. Man, it's the. God, how do you do it? Oof. At what point did you go? All right, I'm going to wear this on stage. That little bitty thing that you wear, and do you pick that out somewhere? Or where does that come from? Well, when you are competing, because I I didn't know any of this stuff. So uh, some friends of mine, actually ones ones, convinced me to compete. Like you should do it. I'm like oh, I don't know. Like no, you should do it. So they they gave me the whole rundown on where you buy this stuff. And mm. there's a bunch of websites where you buy stuff. Where do you buy the oil? Jeff's asking. Because <laughs> I would like to be a wholesaler. <laughs> Wifey, do you buy that by the gallon? Wifey was my, was, was my oil. <laughs> Is that like a Sam's Club thing? You got like, uh, that coconut oil. The recurring charge every month. Just, <laughs> it, it's pretty intense, though. The whole process is extremely intense. It's, it's pretty crazy. Like day of kind of stuff? Yeah. Me, yeah. I mean, it's a long day because you get on stage three times because you have to judge you twice during the day or whatever, but then you have three routines. And mm. stuff, so it's pretty crazy. It's all that flexing. It's, you flex certain ways, show dead. off certain muscles. You're dead. Man. Do you ever, when you're out there, just a little... No. Pushing too hard or anything? No, the pushing too? The, the flexing too? The old flexing too? There's nothing to push out. Yeah, the old flexing too. No, that's right. Man, Steve Ewing does it all. Am I right? Does, yeah. I mean, he's a bodybuilder. You're a restaurant owner. You're a philanthropist. <laughs> yeah. You're a, a, a phlebotomist, I heard, too. You, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I take, I'll take your blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, also, I, I know the, I know what a phlebotomist is. Yep. A magician. At that age, you know, right? Uh, a magician. <laughs> and <laughs> and zoologist. Uh, yeah, decent singer. Um, so you are doing uh, the Mount Pleasant Winery this weekend, uh, Saturday, 2 o'clock with the Steve Ewing Band. And yep. then don't forget about the Powerplex gig Thursday, July 2nd. That's up at the Old Mills Mall. You're playing with hounds. And then after all the music's done, Blues Brothers, the yes. movie. Amazing. And get there for Hounds, too. Hounds is oh, great. Yeah. They're so good, yeah. Yeah, I saw them. with They opened for Greek Fire, right? Correct, yeah, at the Ho-Ho Show. Del Mar. Yeah, they were wonderful. Yeah. Fantastic. They got, a, they got a new deal. They got a record deal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so they're going to be doing some big stuff. Soon. So, I guess they signed a record. So, they're millionaires now, right? Yeah, so that's it. That's, that's how that immediately works. So cool. Yeah. Buy a new Mercedes. Yeah, yeah exactly.
Uh, so, would you like to, uh, could you please sing a song for us? Yes, sir. That would be wonderful. Uh, Trent's got the guitar. Mm. It's Stevie Ewing here. Let me try to mix this uh, on the fly here. I'm going to do my best. Right. Here we go. Stevie Ewing. Great show. There's a little black spot on the sun today. It's the same old thing as yesterday. There's a black hat caught in a tree There's a flag rag and the wind was stopped. I have stood here before inside the pouring rain With the world turning circles running round my brain I guess I'm always hoping chilling this rain But it's my destiny to be the king of pain All right And better down there's a little black spot on the sun today. That's my soul up there. It's the same old thing as yes today. That's my soul up there. There's a black hat caught in a tree top. That's my soul up there. There's a flag rag and the wind was time That's my soul affair. I am still here before inside the pouring rain with the world turning circles running round my brain. I guess I'm always hoping chilling this rain, but it's my destiny to be the king of pain. There's a king on a throne with his eyes torn out. There's a blind man looking for a shadow of doubt. There's a rich man sleeping on a golden bed. There's a skeleton choking on a crust of Wow. Yeah. 
That guy Trent there is pretty good too, huh? <laughs> he can do that thing with that guitar. First time they've done that. All right, see the Steve Ewing Band Saturday over at uh, Mount Pleasant Winery in Augusta. That's at 2 o'clock. And then over at Powerplex Thursday, July 2nd, playing with Hounds and the Blues Brothers movie, playing after all the music's done. Thank you guys so much for coming in. Love you guys. We will take a quick break. The Rizzuto Show. Traffic and weather. Uh, King Scott, you better get back, get back in there. Headline goo is coming up next. Uh oh. You better stretch. Yep. <laughs> Me and my gang always hang out with the Rizzuto Show. Hey, uh, King Scott. Yes, sir. So, uh, Steve Ewing, before he left, said, uh, Hey, I'm going to go into my car and I'm going to be listening for the headline goo. And if he does not do a good job, he's going to come back up here and punch you. <sighs> and he is a bodybuilder. He's strong. Very strong. All right, Scott, you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Let's do this. Hey, what's going on in the news today? Today. All right. That was totally moon, wasn't that it? That was great. Thanks. Here's King Scott and your headline goo. The TV show Cops has been canceled. Fans of the show are upset, but bad boys couldn't be happier. <laughs> Los Angeles County says TV and movie production can resume starting tomorrow. In fact, workers at Warner Brothers Studios have already started rounding up crickets in anticipation of Conan O'Brien's first monologue. Hey! <laughs> that one's painful. I love that man. Uh, Los Angeles County, I don't know if you guys know this, Los Angeles County says TV and movie production can resume starting tomorrow. So great news for both of the CW Network's viewers. <laughs> There's a rumor Kim Kardashian is moving out of the house uh, she shares with Kanye West. West, because nobody should have to deal with two big asses. What just happened? I think yeah, I, that was something about the Kardashians. Well, I, I, I wrote, uh, there's a rumor Kim Kardashian is moving out of the house she shares with Kanye West because nobody should have to deal with two big asses. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, he's good. But he won't say the word ass. So what did he oh, say? There? That's right. A-A-S-S. If we get your wife... God to, knows what you meant. If I get a piece of paper signed and notarized by your wife that you can say the word ass, will you do it? Yes. So it's her that's holding you back. Yeah, yeah. She's the one. She holds, she holds the key to my mouth, you know? All right, I'll text Oh, her. wait, right. what? Oh. Oh. She holds wow. the key to your mouth. Yeah. Ah, All right. Ah, Podcast title. <laughs> uh, today is Peter Dinklage's birthday. He's 51 centimeters tall. I like that. Starbucks announced that it's closing 400 stores. The closures are blamed on the pandemic, which caused a venti decline in sales. (laughs) Four poultry executives are accused of price-fixing chicken. Wow, that's really clucked up. That's something Scott would say, by the way. That is true. Uh, Electronic store looters won't be able to operate their stolen iPhones because the device is locked. And they won't be able to operate their Samsung phones because their device is garbage. (laughs) 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 And finally, finally, Pineapple Pepsi is available at Walmart. It's a product meant for consumers who like soft drinks that taste like pee, but with a slight citrusy flavor. And may the goo be with you. All right. The Rizzuto Show. Traffic and weather. <laughs> Solid C-minus today. Yes. Let's take a C-minus. He's always my goes, all right. Just hits the button. All right. Next, we're moving on. Couldn't get out of that quick enough. <laughs> I think you really sounded. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> hey, man, you said some words. Right. Jeff, t- I, oh, come on, tell him. You know what? You'll get him next time, buddy. <laughs> Tomorrow. <laughs> It's the Rizzuto Show. 
right, that is it for us. Making way for Donnie Fandango. If you missed anything on the program, anything at all, there's the blog and the podcast. It's at 1057thepoint.com slash Riz. Hey, King Scott, you were updating it as, yes, sir. as the show was progressing. What can you find on the blog and the podcast? Well, you can find everything we've covered on the show today, uh, including news, crap on, and who's the most annoying cartoon character. An incredible, unique way to do advertisement, teach kids about uh, pornography from New Zealand. And uh, loads more, and soon we'll have a video up there of Steve playing his uh, his new, or that cover song, whatever it is. King of Pain, Thank that's you. right. Uh, the King of Suede. And then, uh, That's not it. Oh, King sorry. Of Pain. Okay. And it's all found on 1057thepoint.com slash Riaz. Okay. And that video to show kids in, what was it, Australia or wherever? New Zealand. New Zealand uh, about porn. It wasn't like to show them porn. No, teach them how yeah. Teach them, them that it's not necessarily real life. Right. Uh, yeah. Don't forget the uh, Craigslist Freak of the Week. And we ask you to vote for your favorite freak via Twitter at R-I-Z-Z Show. And we sign on tomorrow. We'll have the winner. Also, Friday Fail Stories. Also, the real or fake results tomorrow. Yep. That's right. <laughs> King Scott's got a chance to either lose a point or uh, gain a point on yes. everybody. Mm-hmm. On the gaining part. Anything else, fellas? Um, no. I forgot to mention yesterday that we hung another uh, Last Minute Blues podcast out on the uh, Everywhere Where You Normally oh, okay. Get It. So, yeah, we did one of those yesterday. That's up there for you? Yes, sir. All right. We leave you with a selection from our Team Riz member of the day brought to you by Layla. Both locations now offering... Carry on a curbside delivery at Layla. Dooley Ryans from Troy is the team. Right on, right on. Welcome to the family. The Rizzuto Show podcast, powered by Dobbs, for the best price and value on quality tires and expert auto service. Get into Dobbs today.